It's another episode of Dabbling and Dribbling. Before we begin, are you following us on all of our social media platforms? Alex, what are we on? We're on the Instagram. Instagram. We're on the Facebook. Facebook. As long as it's still legal. <laughs> uh, we're on Twitter. We're not stealing anyone's data. No. None not of that. Not that we know of. Not, uh, we're not trying to intentionally. Not intentionally. Not intentionally. No collusion. Not, no, no collusion. <laughs> no collusion. Um, where, where, do we, where are we listened? Uh, we, where, we, where do we, folks listen? <laughs> Folks can listen to us at SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher, mm-hmm. which yeah. are great places to, to check us out. So make sure you check us out, rate us, comment, tell us what you think, give, slide into our DMs, all those wonderful things. Very nice. Very nice things. Mm-hmm. We talk about a lot of fun stuff this cast. Um, our our dabbling section was longer than I expected it to be. We thought that was going to be a short, short and one. Sweet. And we it had was a, not. It, it, listen, it's I blame you. Because because you, I'm the woman. How dare you? Oh, well, you said man ain't shit, and so there's a lot to be said as a fellow male. Was I incorrect? And I'm not. And I'm not arguing. <laughs> I'm just adding on to it. I'm just adding on. Uh, we talk about music. We talk about Drake's new new album. We talk about Cardi's new album, um, which is you know really awesome and great. And we are critical about mm. Drake's. At least I was a little critical yeah. about Drake. We both were. Oh, I was. Oh, yeah, you were. Well, you were critical from a more nuanced lens. I'm critical because I, I just came out from under my rock to this. Right. This, you literally, I made you listen to Lil Dicky and Chris Brown. This banging music, this sound. I'm like, what is this in my ears? And uh, I had some thoughts. I mean, because you're, you're like a, you know, a 90-year-old man. <laughs> that's generous of you. I would say 115. Nice. And Chris Brown, uh, that, that section was pretty funny. I recommend people go watch that video because yeah. I actually thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, except the last 20 seconds. And I talk about that. <laughs> um, and so, and then outside of that, we talked about Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian, which we would never talk about normally it's on this cast. But it was a really sad mm. situation. But hey, we talk about men being terrible. What else is new? Own it. Uh, but then in our uh, dribbling section, we talk about the standings because the the le- the se- the season the season is done mm-hmm. as far as the regular season is concerned. Playoff time. It's all playoff time. That's all. That's we all. Get I serious. About. Very serious. Um, it's not a laughing matter. Never. And uh, we kind of dive into some rookie of the year talk. What else do we talk about? We talk about the rookie of the year. We talk about the the face mask. Mm -hmm. We talk about a couple coaches Mm -hmm. or former. Yeah, former coaches. And some awesome milestones in the NBA. Oh, yeah. We had a lot. Yeah. And as always, we always ended off with some uh, LeBron talk because... LeBroncast. We really need to change the name of our cast because it is basically LeBron cast. We're building a shrine. Every time that we do the cast, we're adding one more piece to the yeah, shrine. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. It's coming along. It's coming along. I don't know. It's a good cast, and I think y'all should listen. So uh, why don't we get down to business, huh? Let's go. Let's do this. What up, what up? Welcome to another episode of Dabble and Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. It is episode number 43. What, what? Is it 43? Am I yeah, making that yeah, up? Yeah, it's 43. Okay. How you doing, bud? I'm good. Oops, I'm doing, I'm doing very well. Yeah? Yeah. You had a good week? I did. I mean, look outside. It's really nice. Yeah. New York City finally acknowledged that it's spring. Yeah, it took a while for New York to figure out what she, she they, it was thinking. It's a she. Are you sure? 
Yeah, Lady Liberty is an indicator. Mm. That's pretty much the gender. But I mean, like, we never really asked Lady Liberty how she really feels about her gender identity. Did we not? I don't know. The the French gave it to us, right, as a gift. So I'm pretty sure it was just packaged with, like. This is a female. I had this a th- is a woman. Based, yeah. <laughs> I had some terrible thoughts, but I was like, you know what? Not today. Not we're, today. We're going to be positive and be socially conscious of the things that we say. This is off to a terrible start. <laughs> anyway. Uh, good week for you. I'm doing very good. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I was, was home in Chicago for a little bit and did some fun family stuff. Yeah. Um, and then got back and just trying to get back into the swing of things. I got, it's weird, like, going on vacation and coming back in the middle of the week to like finish mm-hmm. your work week, um, there's just just still so much to do mm-hmm. and not enough time to do it. You're cranking, yeah. I know, I know. you can handle it. Yeah, we just, all can. Just and I'm just like looking forward to like this like season to end, mm-hmm. not just basketball season because basketball season has ended. The regular season. The regular season. The season that's less exciting. Yes. Yeah. Um, but no, just like, you know, we have seasons in our lives, right? Like, I yeah. just want this season. I'm excited for summer. Yeah. I'm excited for what the fall will bring. I'm mm-hmm. excited for, you know, winter. It's I'm so, excited for the future. You know what? It's exciting to look around the landscape of New York City. And I noticed just in my little day-to-day interactions, that shift from winter to spring mm-hmm. affects people. Oh, yeah. And sometimes... Just the joy in people's faces. Well, there's joy, and then there's sometimes people just fly off the rails. I've noticed that, what? too. People have an extreme reaction to the new seasons <laughs> where they feel strong. They just... The pendulum swings strongly mm-hmm. in the other direction. So if they were feeling very, you know, like, down during the wintertime, mm-hmm. I've seen some people where it swings way in the other direction, and they're just completely ready for all things... They're already thinking summer, and they're thinking, like, who's their next boo thing? You know? Um, I just see a lot of, like, attraction and relation things happening out there. Yeah, I have, like, no time for that. Yeah, I don't. And so I'm (laughs) just looking at them, like, oh, everybody's trying to get booed up right now. Like, with the hibernation zone. That's, like, the seasons. Or they were having a good winter. And then I've seen some people who were really depressed now that the sun came out. And it's, like, different. I've seen that, too. So it's just, like, a shift in the last week or so. Man. I don't really believe in astrology and things like that, but Mercury retrograde is a thing. And a couple of weeks ago, it was Mercury re- retrograde, and my life was a hot ass mess. And oh, so, yeah. and I was like, "What the hell? <laughs> like, why is ever like why is my body breaking down? Like, things are happening." Yeah. Well, but, wait. How does your horoscope go? Didn't we do horoscopes one time? You I'm an Aries. Me. And when you read your your horoscope, is it usually accurate or no? I don't really read horoscopes. Alright. End of conversation. Yeah. I feel like I should or I I mean I'd be interested, but it's also like how you interpret it, right? Like you read the horoscope thinking about yourself. Yeah. As you read it. Yeah. So that's the point. I don't know. Well, the I don't subscribe to them, but right. when it's been read to me every time it's been pretty accurate. Ninety nine percent. What are you? Virgo. Oh. And whatever moons mean or whatever, yeah. I'm pretty sure my moons are all Virgo. Like, like all of it? Like you're super Virgo? It could be. Yeah, I'm like. You're like a super moon Virgo. I'm a Virgo uh, like squared. <laughs> okay. Cubed. I'm Cube. like Virgoed out. Mm. There's not a drop of Scorpio or Libra in me. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I go for. But I like that. I mean, it's nice looking at something and knowing, oh, it's that's like me. Talib Kweli said. We all act according to the seasons that we're born in. Mm. 
It's kind of like that. I don't know what that means for me. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of introspecting I'm going to be doing as I turn 31 in a couple of days. Yeah. It's going to be lit. It's going to be fun. I'm really excited. I'm very, I love getting older. Everyone else around me is stressed out about me getting older, (laughs) (laughs) meaning family members. But uh, I'm like living. There's not much to do about that. You kind of just let uh, time, time kind of just comes for all of us to just keep moving. You can't really go back. No. Yeah. So just keep moving forward. And I like if I were at a like a superpower and they're like, Oh, would you want to control time? And I was like, Nah, man. I want to be able to fly or teleport. So I can go to places all around the world. Well, that's gonna be a thing everybody does though. Yeah, but I wanna be able to do it. Before it becomes a thing that and you know everyone's gonna teleport in the future, right? Okay. Like at airports, that's what we'll do. Mm-hmm. Eventually, and then we'll get to home teleportation. Mm-hmm. Man, I do kind of wish we lived in an age of teleportation. Like right now. Yeah. That but would be that's pretty... not our time. No, it's not. In the same way that people didn't have the Model T, mm. we don't have teleportation. Yep, that's true. It happens. Um, let's kind of get into some stuff that's happening this week. Um, I know I made you sit here and get your pop news on yeah so how'd you feel about me doing that mm, do you feel, I feel oppressed? like my quality of life is no better <laughs> i hate you um, for saying that but it's not worse <laughs> it's just kind of the same <laughs> so, and kind of now you just have you know i have more information <laughs> little in dicky's freaky friday yeah stuck I, in your head i know who little dicky is now and uh i applaud his work and I'm not a fan enough to carry on and champion him, but ne- I think it's a great, a great premise. Yes. Uh, for folks who don't know, uh, Lil Dicky is a white guy that did a song called Freaky Friday featuring Chris Brown and a couple other people in the end. The music video is the music video makes the song, Man. except the end of the music video. Man. Just that's my opinion. The whole video, you, you recorded we me doing it. Yeah. I was enjoying it thoroughly because of the cinematography of yeah. it. Yeah. Because of the choreography of it. Chris Brown's just, such a good dancer. Just, oh, he's a... I forget. It reminded me of the first video he did. Mm-hmm. You remember when he first Run came it. out? I was like... Uh, no, that was not it. Before that, it was like... Ooh, girl, you got my attention. You're making me want to say oh. <laughs> You remember that? He I had a list. That you, you inserted the lisp in there. He had the lisp. Yeah. Everybody remembers that. Yep. So then then uh, he was walking down the street just doing just, these really yeah. awesome moves. And we thought, oh, he's the next Michael Jackson. Right. And that video from Lil Dicky and him is what that reminded me of. Yeah. He's walking down the sidewalk just doing these. I forgot that Chris Brown could dance because I hadn't seen him do it in yeah. a while. Yeah, he's been still doing it. Like, yeah. if you are, like, if you I'm not up him. on it. He's just yeah. really good. And that's why I'm here for you. To I appreciate make you it. be up on it. But like you, I thoroughly enjoyed it all the way until the end in the last 20 seconds when I got disgusted. Yeah, I was, I was so upset about it. The way it. it ended was the word banal. The bottom just dropped out. Wow. It just completely, from high... Because it was great. Nothing. It was great. It was funny. It was kind of smart in like some some oh, yeah. instincts. Clever. Like, I mean, Lil Dicky is just like a Clever funny, boy. funny, funny boy. Um, and he got like really dope people to be part of it, mm-hmm. including Chris Brown, who is not necessarily a dope person, but like, yeah, he's Chris Brown. He has some demons. Um, Don't we all have <laughs> demons and his, tattoos on our neck? <laughs> his demons are 
very deep. <laughs> very deep seated. But his very. demon but his demons can probably dance hella good. <laughs> you know what? You're right. And <laughs> sing so well. <laughs> Good choreography. Yeah, I just uh, I fell out when he talked about how he can say the N word, and then oh yeah, and then that he's light skinned black. Oh god, and it I, was so. And I just lost like I when I first saw it, I fell out of my seat. I'm like he just did not say he was light skinned black. It like, was really funny. Considering for those of you who don't know, Freaky Friday is about Lil Dicky and Chris Brown switching bodies, like Freaky <sighs> Friday the movie. So for Will Dickey to say that, no, oh man, and I'm light skinned black. I'm not even dark skinned black. Like, right. And I'm cool. Right. And I can oh say the N word. I can dance. He said the N word like 28 times. Oh my God. <laughs> and I don't even like the N word, no, but it was really funny. Yeah, it and was. It was just very, yeah. It drew and, a lot of commentary, like social commentary, if oh, you yeah. really thought into it. Yeah. I like the part where he was just all on high. And you got Chris Brown to react to stuff that is personal to him. So right. like, he's all on high. He's waking up with these women in his bed. Yeah, and he then, has all the, all the hoes in, on the yeah. DM. And yeah. then he's like, and I got a kid. And his, his oh, face like, oh, just shit, changes. I got a kid. <laughs> it, was like, it was a really funny video. But then at the end, yeah, I definitely said, yeah. I could have done without this. Yeah, and I, it ended poorly. If I watch this again, I'll know where to stop. Yeah, it. you stop at uh, DJ Khaled. Yeah. That's where you Why said. am I yelling? <laughs> Wait, why am I yelling? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for that. You're welcome. I'm the, but... the Drake video. Yes. The Drizzy video. The Drake video. Which which one? The Nice for What? Mm-hmm. The one with the ladies. Yes. The Lauren Hill cover. Yes. Uh, sample. A sample. Thank mm-hmm. you. I. What are your thoughts on that video? Uh, as a woman, I. I really enjoyed like I enjoyed the song like I, I listened to it before I saw the music video and I was like oh it's cool like I it, I like a, I like the way that he sampled X Factor from Lauren Hill mm. I think he also sampled something else too let me if I'm not mistaken um, let me see if I can find it but he sampled two things so for specifically um, X Factor and Get Your Roll On by Birdman's old group uh, Big Time <gasps> Timers Get He's, your roll on yeah. is on there? Well, I think there's samples of that into I X Factor. Which is why I, th- I think I think you're hearing the beat of Get Your Roll On a little everybody, bit. Everybody, everybody, get your roll Yeah, I yeah. didn't hear that at all. Yeah, so, I mean, and X Factor is being sampled everywhere. Did it, like, lift Cardi- copyright I don't know why it's being sampled, but, like, <clears throat> people are sampling it. And I hope Lauren Hill is making enough money to pay her taxes. Oh, it's boy. All I care. oh boy! I love oh, Lauren Hill. Oh boy! I love Lauren Hill. Yeah, Lauren, I hope you did your taxes. This yeah, year. I hope you did your taxes, and I hope you can make it to concerts on time. Um, I know that's real hard for you. That's but a tough time. It's, you know, it's tough. Well, apple um, cider vinegar, and they'll cure that right up. It sure will. Or a little bit of turmeric. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of turmeric. Good for the throat. Good for the throat. Um, so sample those two things, and so I was like, oh, it's 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 good. The like I was trying to under like there was a lot going on in the music right yes. so there's like X Factor happening there's the um, Big Frida the Queen of Bounds from New mm-hmm, Orleans mm-hmm. Um, is sampled in the is is put in the beginning and in the middle of the song mm-hmm. um, so there's things that she's saying that's interesting to talk like listen to and then he's clearly talking about women or mm-hmm. a woman mm-hmm. I'm like oh it's like you know don't like basically you don't need these n words like you don't need these these tricks you know mm-hmm. you don't need 
all these people like who cares about the comments and things like that like do you kind of a thing i was like oh this is cool like he had god's plan where he was like giving away giving away all this money to people Mm -hmm. uh, which is like really cool and then you have this other thing where he's have this like women empowerment thing which is what i thought and then i saw the music video and i was like oh absolutely because these are like beautiful women of all shapes and sizes of from different genres of like life Mm -hmm. um mostly like entertainment Mm -hmm. uh entertainment and sports or you know things of that nature um and so it's like oh wow this is cool of all ages you know yet young as like you know 17 18 year olds to people who are in their 40s and 50s which is really cool oh yeah yeah yeah. uh, because tracy ellis ross is in there and she's 45 i believe Mm -hmm. um so like again super beautiful my only critique of the video um was that there's two critiques I had. One, there were no APIDA identifying women. Um, APIDA meaning Asian yeah, Pacific yeah. Islander, they see as American, but like, or they see in general, like Asian women in general. And he picked women specifically who are popping right now, right? Like Issa Rae, doing pretty well. Uh, Misty Copeland, doing Yara, Yara Shadi, Shadi, I always mess up her last name yara from blackish oh okay she's the one that 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 showed up after tracy okay tracy plays her mom in blackish got tracy ellis ross plays yara's and she has her own spinoff show called grownish which is very similar to like think of like the cosby show and um, uh new uh, no uh it's a different world it's a different world Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of similar to that um but really good too. It's a really good show. Um, it's on NBC. It's on Freeform, which used to be ABC Family. They call it Freeform. Yeah, I know you don't watch TV. So I'm, just, I'm, so I'm just trying to help you. I, I yeah, I'm hopeless out there. But. Yeah, Yara Shah- Shah- Shahidi, um, and just other really cool people. And like, I was thinking, like, there are Asian women that are doing really well right now that he could have like put up there Constance Wu um Constance Wu uh she is in Fresh Off the Boat she's the mom in Fresh Off the Boat okay uh and she's been doing some other like she's gonna be in Crazy Rich Asian (laughs) Mm -hmm. um that movie that's coming out um she and she's pretty like very outspoken about women's rights and being Mm -hmm. Asian and all these different things in a really cool way how many uh Latinx women were in that Mm. were there any Oh my god, maybe there wasn't any. I had this conversation with someone the other day and I asked how, what percentage of the U.S. population is Asian, mm-hmm. South, and Eastern. East, yeah. And the, the, they identify as Chinese-American mm-hmm. and they said 5% and it's the fastest growing. Asians. Yeah. I thought, his, I thought Latinx folks were. No, he said, but that's the largest group. But Asian is the largest growing, like the fastest growing. It's like at a rapid pace right now. It's mm-hmm. on an upward slope. Sure. But the the Latinx group. Oh no, there is was like Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, okay. In the end, the thirteen percent is Latinx. So I would mm-hmm. hope that. Oh, that's and, also uh, being represented. Zoe Saldana. <clears throat> oh, so the, he covered some bases there. So yeah, the Asians got forgotten. Yeah. So how's how's that feel for you there? I mean, we always get forgotten. Yeah. Forgotten, forgetting, forgotten, forgotten. People be people be forgetting. Forgetting mm. about 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 folks. I mean, because we are often historically uh, our invisible race. 
you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, we, you know, we're the ones that are the model minority, right? Like we're the ones that's, a, there's a model minority myth that was established. It was a theory that was established by a white dude saying like, Hey, if these Asian people can do so well in school and, you know, be great citizens, why can't these black and Latin and Hispanic at the time, Hispanic people do it, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, pitted races against each other. Right. And so, which is why there's a lot of anti-blackness in, you know, Asian communities. Like, that has always existed. Um, and there's a lot of, like, things that people are trying to do to unpack that and to unlearn that within their communities and within their families. I know I've had to do that with my, within my family. So, like, I'm not surprised that we were forgotten. I'm disappointed that, like, there wasn't someone in his team to be like, hey, put an Ali Wong there, like, She's funny and hilarious. Like, put a Mindy Kaling who is like doing really dope stuff. You're friends with Lily Singh. Put Lily Singh on there. She was busy, (laughs) you know, and she may have been. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that that could have happened Uh that didn't. And so, like, I'm not mad at him for it. It's just more of like, hey, Drake, I would have loved to see more Asian, at least one Asian person there. Not to be like, oh, because then like some people may, oh, it's an East, it was a Chinese person, but where, what about our Vietnamese people or AP, our uh, Pacific Islander folks or our Desi folks? I'm like, you know, if I can get one in there, I'd be happy so mm-hmm. that we're not forgotten. Because mm-hmm. I mean, there's this like notion of like, oh, they're fine. Like this race is okay. Yeah. And it's like, mm. and in the, in the many ways we've taken the model minority concept and has benefited from it like when you talk about like a woman to the like how much a woman makes to the dollar asian women make more than hispanic women black women um and like any other race of women what about white white women make more than us okay but like it's white women asian women i think it's like hispanic and then black Black. um always black women in the lowest place So the the term hypodissension mm-hmm. came to me mm-hmm. last what, what, year. What is hypodissension? It is the idea that that hierarchy that you just described yeah. is in play, mm-hmm. and so until you flip the lowest rung mm-hmm. up to number one, the top, like it's like rising tides will raise all boats. Mm-hmm. It's like if you love black women, everybody else rises up oh, yeah. automatically. And that's why, you know, I, I'm I'm a really big believer that my my liberation is tied with yours. So like mm-hmm. for me to be liberated means you need to be liberated too, um, regardless of where I am. So like the struggle of the black woman, the black man mm-hmm. is of concern and of priority for me. Um, does everyone think that way? No. No, unfortunately. From various communities right. like not everyone feels that way yeah. yeah i get that um and so so i was like sad about that but it was still i was like still dope still cool to see women doing really cool things like from you know dancing to just like dancing and bopping and yeah. like you know just being themselves you know and drake um, was not prominently featured he was just kind of bopping as a silhouette in his fur coat yeah. off to the like a profile I think it was a puffy coat i don't think it was a fur coat um, I'm, I'm not, not gonna willing lie. to fact check that. It, it made me be like, I know Drake, you proposed to me in my dream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is healthy. Um, I think you may be in my top five. I think Idris will just need to go away in my top five. You don't because it's you. just it's just unattainable, Alex. It's just Wait, not the Idris Elba. Yeah, but you can get the Drake though. I don't know if I can get the Drake, but I feel like Drake is like an attainable person. Like, he's not, 
Like, Idris is, like, also superfluously handsome. I don't know what to do with that. Like, you can't just be, like, that handsome and expect me to, like, have, like, mm-hmm. coherent conversations with you. And he speaks in a British accent. Yeah, like, like, that is going to make it worse. Wearing a tuxedo. Yep. He's like... I, you, everything that you just said, I just passed out. And even his... <laughs> fiance is hot and she Jesus. could just be there and just... she is yeah and i would be like, I... <laughs> like yeah no i what just... you just did what, what was that <laughs> it was unattractive oh what what i just did was not i thought it was fine no, i thought it was great. <laughs> oh that's great it looked it looked really good yeah um, well, i'm gonna do that in the club and uh see how many numbers i get <laughs> i you have to do that for every year that you are born every year that you're alive yeah so 31 times i need you to do that yeah mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and then I, okay, you know what? At the sake of this being your birthday week, I'm just going to tell you, yes, Bri. Drake is much more attainable. Let's insert him into the top five. And um, Idris could just go somewhere else. For I while. mean, it just could just be like that other list that is just like, just too hot to, like sometimes I even feel like Jesse needs to be on there. Like Jesse's too pretty for me. Uh, Okay. Jesse to me seems like a guy. He's just like yeah, a guy. No, he's just a guy, but he's, he's also one of the fellas. too pretty, and what? like his prettiness is like. What am I say? What am I grading this? No, of course. What however you feel is how you feel. <laughs> his prettiness is to is not just because like he's physically attractive. Like there there is that yeah, obviously. Yeah, that, yeah. But then there's like his intellectual attractiveness is also like that's the other thing I mean like yeah. if you are both intellectually and physically attractive. Mm-hmm. In a superfluous, like yeah. many people I know are both of those things, and I've clearly had conversations that are that I don't make a fool of myself. But when you are like, in my opinion, superfluously, it like just handsome and just intelligent and woke. I don't know what to do with all that. You know what's interesting about Jesse is that he. I don't We're watch about Jesse Williams. I don't watch Jesse in the platform that most people watch. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, he's been <sighs> on that show for over ten years. Uh, less than ten years, I thought. I, I'm not. He's I don't been know, he's been there for a while. He's been for there sure. for a long time. That's his day job, and then the rest of the time, I see him on all his other platforms. It's all basketball, basketball. mostly basketball, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, and I, you know, political I respect commentary. Him for that, but then if I've checked out his IG before, his Instagram. Oh, and, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like on the set of Grey's Anatomy. And yeah. It's kind of like, how do they feel seeing Jesse on set every day, like? He'll be raging on an interview, mm-hmm. rightfully so, right. about things that matter in our in our modern day. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, he has to go in and play like the doctor. Well, and Grey's Such- Anatomy is a pretty. I mean, Shonda has a pretty sure woke Shonda. woke situation. You yeah. know, like she, he has fired. She has fired people for saying the f word. Oh yeah, the black dude. Yeah, he was a good doctor. Was he? Uh, um, and like you know, and. Had no time for any white tears, mm. you know. Who that? Uh, uh, Catherine Heigl. What What was wrong with Catherine Heigl? What she she was like kind of demanding and like. It's one of the only people I do know from that show. <laughs> That's problematic. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, she was just like re- like when she exited, it was like it was not on good terms. Like she was very like hoity toity about mm. all the movies she was doing, the Emmy nomination she had. I don't know if she won an Emmy or not, but and she um, wanted more screen time. I guess, and but Shonda said, "I can't fit you in here." I mean, the character development was different for her character too, um, but I think it was one of those things. Like you know, she's it's just a diff- like I imagine the people on Grey's Anatomy also are just 
a woke group of people too. Yeah, they probably are. They're not. You have to separate myself from the actual. These are not actual doctors, Alex. These are actors who play doctors. Right, and they are, right. and like she has brought up, she's brought up trans people in her in this in this show. Mm-hmm. She has brought up um, disability in this show in a really mm-hmm. physical and emotional disabilities and in, in a really cool way. Uh, she's talked to like it was one of the first times I like remember like very vividly seeing two women like passionately kiss and almost have sex Mm -hmm. or have sex and like you know and it's like oh wow like that's different you know Um, interracial marriage like interracial marriages and relationships like there's all of that who's the the Asian doctor that I love she's Christina Yang uh no that's not it She's been on there for a long time on Grey's Anatomy. Christina Yang, she's the oh. she's the Asian one. She's no, she's no longer there, but okay. Why? What about her? No, I was just trying to. She think was of she was dating the I black know. one. Yes, the she black was. doctor that got fired. Yes, that is Burke. the one. I loved her. I thought she was great. Yeah, and so and she left very like in a positive way, like she, it wasn't like bad terms. Mm-hmm. But um, anywho, what so, were we talking about? We're talking about Drake <laughs> on uh, Grey's Anatomy. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, great. That's that was a point. So the music video I thought was good. Um, I think there was that. I also think, and it was Open Run and Jesse Williams that brought this up. Where was Doris Burke? What if people don't know who Doris Burke is because they've never listened to half of this podcast? <laughs> okay, who's Doris Burke, Alex? Doris Burke is one of the most acclaimed uh, NBA sideline analysts. Mm-hmm. Of modern day yeah. networking. And she's and, currently going to be in the Hall of Fame. She's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this yeah, year. Yeah, she is. And she was a dope person for us Couple during the ago. month of February. No, March. 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 Mm-hmm. That, was, that is your month. <laughs> Only that month. Every other month is all for the men. Her story that month, and then his story the rest of the month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the rest of the year. So Doris uh, used to be, she was in broadcasting for a long, long time after she was a basketball player and uh, did that. For years and years and years with ESPN and other networks. And then finally she walked into ESPN and said, you know what? I should be an analyst, not yeah. just a sideline commentator. And they said... I should be call. I should be calling the game. I should be calling the game. Yeah. And they said, Doris, it wasn't a hard decision. We all said, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, we yeah. don't disagree with you. So this was her first year doing the full length of yeah. the year with commentary. So Doris Burke has been commented on by Drake before wearing a Doris Burke sweater. No less, mm-hmm. uh, with her face on it. Yes, and so he is a fan. He always said to what someone asked him about Doris Burke, and he said something about I would invite her to my house for wine, mm-hmm. something romantic like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I always thought he had a little crushy crush on uh, Doris Burke. Doris um, I think the I'm trying to find the the Doris Burke says she's absolutely had no idea what's going on between her and Drake, which I think is adorable because Doris is like. You know, for lack of a better term, like a middle-aged white woman, and you're like, what? <laughs> like mm-hmm. she's like, Drake likes me. Who's Drake? Who's Drake? <laughs> like who's Drake? I don't understand. Drizzies. Um, and so this this like was kind of happening in 2016, and then at one point Doris was like, dr- like at, at Drake dinner is on with like a heart heart uh, emoji. Really. So which is like adorable. Um, I don't talk out of school. You'll know. Oh, whatever. Um. So, anyway, so like, there is a picture of, um, of Drizzy, uh, with a, 
Oh, it's a it's a picture of Doris, kind of like cartoonized, very similar to our our icon, mm-hmm, our, mm-hmm. our podcast icon, mm-hmm. um, and it says "Women Crush Every Day," um, which is which I'm just like you. And he has even recently, as recently as a couple of weeks ago, I saw it on his gram where he's at, at a Raptors game, sees Doris, zooms in on her in his Instagram story, and has a heart over it. So I'm like, <laughs> I know you like her. Okay. Why is okay. she not in this music okay. video? Listen, listen. <laughs> and is she not a strong, successful woman listen. like the other women? Okay, we're crossing into dangerous territory here. Okay, this this has started to go into a Me Too direction, and I am wondering when someone's gonna throw the flag on the play. Just like no, at I don't. What point? And, this is charming to me. I think it's and very they, sweet. And they, and they have like bantered back and forth. This is the only reason yes. why I brought it up. If, yes. if, it, if Doris was like, uh, what the hell? Like, I would I would be not talking about this. But, but I, like, they both yes. have like bantered and like yeah, been it, flirty with each there's other. There's reciprocity to it. And I think it only hinges on that. Yes. Like, that is the difference. <laughs> um, so, anyway, um, I had an issue with the video. What? And not even the video. The video is fine. Yeah. Uh, cinematically. The song... And There's I said a lot this going to you. on, yeah. There's so much going on to the song that I feel like if the if the point of the song was just to have fun for this year and acknowledge, uh, to empower women in a video, success, mission accomplished. If the point of this song is to be a longer lasting song and live on in, in a music lexicon. Like, like an X Factor. Like an X Factor, right? right? Lauren Hill's track is being played decades and decades right later. people are sampling it all yeah. over if he was trying to do something that would live on for a while this is a very short-lived song so i just wish it i had really more. don't think so i know we disagree on this yeah i truly don't think so and maybe that's because i like have listened to it so many times mm-hmm. that like it's to me I, every time i listen to it i feel better i like stand up a little bit taller yeah. um but how many songs have you how how long have you been listening to this? How many weeks? Since it came out. How many weeks is that? Like a week. Okay. How many songs have you liked this much for a week or two weeks or three weeks? And then it just kind of falls off your radar. Not many. Once you love a song at a high level, you don't ever just come down for... You're telling me you listen to Jay-Z's Black Album mm-hmm. at the same rate of hype the first time you heard it till now certain songs i do not not in like a i don't listen to it every day if that's what you're asking but like yeah. like for me like oh, I'm, I'm in a mood to listen to like i have like every friday i listen to my 90s r&b hip-hop like really thing. oh my god every friday okay so it's like my mood so that like you'll you will see if you follow me on spotify Bryce listens to a lot of Tupac and Biggie, and there's oh, there's some Boys to Men there and some Mariah. And when like, it comes down to Drake's career, I don't think uh, in the way that Biggie's got songs and Tupac's got songs that mm-hmm. stick, like they're very uh, melodically sticky. Yeah, they stick into our our uh, American psyches. Drake will have a ton of those songs. I don't think that's going to be. At the top of that list. If you made a best of CD for Drake, at oh, the I end think of this his would career, absolutely be in it. I think it's gonna be in it, but it's gonna be one of the songs that gets played the least, and the one that gets played the least in the club five years from now. Maybe five years from now, that song. Whereas, and I use the example of Lemon, cannot shake Lemon off my. I mean, that's NERDs. because you had a very specific reaction Listen, to Lemon. <laughs> she is just one facet of that. The video. dancer in Lemon. Meta. I've never seen meta. you react that way. Listen, 
it wasn't just me. <laughs> I you saw those bedazzled Adidas pants. And I myself was also, oh my God. I get it how I live it. I live it how I get, get it. Get Get it. Yeah. <laughs> she, uh, but she was just one part of that. The song though with Rihanna's part. I mean, it's, a, it's a hook. It's a, it's a bop. It's hey, definitely. Every day. Or yeah. It's like when you play that yeah. in a club, everybody, it's slow enough. Everyone that can sing people to can it. sing it. Yeah. Yeah. With Drake's, you can't sing to that. And most people are going to be singing to X Factor more than what he's saying. Absolutely. Uh, uh, there's some lines that people will say mm-hmm. because they're like, it, it's there's certain mm-hmm. hooks that are in it. So I can, I can agree but with you in that factor. It's hard yeah. to hear the Lawrence part because of the bounce and Drake talking over yeah. it so fast. Yeah. So it just gets kind of lost in the muck. But as opposed to God's plan. Mm-hmm. I could say I've only heard that song once. Mm-hmm. I could say that all day. Yeah. God's plan. God's plan. Like it's just fun <laughs> to say. Right. So yeah, I just feel like this song. If I had any advice for Drake, if he emailed me, I was like, "Hey, Alex, I heard that you weren't so feeling this video. Or right. this, this whatever. Um, you got any tips for me? I would say like, well, you know, I Good love sir. the video, Drake, sir, Squire. <laughs> I protest. <laughs> Do send me the numbers of at least two of the women in that video, um, and I'll ask them their opinions directly. But I, the advice I would give for you is, hey, let's slow it down, buddy. It's just yeah. a little bit. I mean, let's, it's just it's. I mean, and he has an album coming out, so this is a like one song. Oh, this uh, isn't off an album right now. Yeah, this is not off an album. This is just one song prior to his album coming oh, out. Oh, this is fun. Yeah, I didn't realize. So I think God's plan in this. So he's doing what Cardi is doing. Did like Cardi mm. did. Um, Bodak Yellow and Cartier Bardier, like, with, which feels like a long time ago. Yeah. And, like, those two songs are in her current album. Oh, okay. Which, big congrats to <clears throat> Cardi. Miss Cardi B. Yeah. My God. Because? The album is really good. I was very nervous things. for her. Why? Um, I liked Bodak Yellow because it's, it, you know, it, it's it's a song that people will sing in the future. What's Bodak? Bodak Yellow. Yeah, what is, well, what is Bodak? I know what Yellow is. What is Bodak? <laughs> what is Yellow? Describe yellow. It's you can't, you cannot do it. What? I've, it's like trying to describe a color to someone who's blind. <laughs> it's just yellow. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know what Bodak is well, you or what t- it means. You and say more. I'll look up Bodak. Uh, what is Bodak yellow? Is I mean, what is Bodak? I don't know. You can Urban Dictionary it. Um, <laughs> um, but <laughs> the whole uh, internet is asking. The so like I liked Bodak Yellow because you know like you know I, I you know I don't dance now I make money moves like right. pe- I mean people and people have known her from like the Love and Hip Hop t- era and beyond that too because she was in the reality show uh, Love and Hip Hop New mm-hmm, York mm-hmm. was it New York I think it was New York um, and everyone knows her story she's this she was a stripper that wants to be a rapper and like you know she's from the Bronx mm. she talks funny she says all the time that was good. Uh, thank you. So, um, the so like I mean people know like are intrigued by her personality and so Borac Yellow I liked uh, Bardier Cartier which is one of her songs I was like I don't love it but you know okay Twenty One Savage is in it cool whatever but I wasn't sure if she was gonna have is she gonna be that one hit wonder right like the one hit wonder of that exists like there's so many one hit wonders in our lifetime that I can think of so I was afraid for that for her considering mm-hmm. just. The li- like she's been like pushed in the limelight like drastically when it comes to who she is fiance with, uh, who is offset, offset from Migos. He looks uh, like she can do better. He 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 is not a good sir. <laughs> He's good sir. He is a cheating man. Anywho, she yeah. could 
do and listen i think the world of cardi b as an authentic human being yeah covered totally. her skin i would find her annoying as hell if she were like my friend mm-hmm. i don't know if we could ever be friends sure but i want better for her than no absolutely guy. um i think most of us do but you know she lives her own life and she makes her choices she's very unapologetic about her choices that she makes so mm. she is she doesn't apologize for being a stripper she doesn't apologize Mm-mm. for Mm-mm. being the rapper that she is she doesn't apologize for her Mm-mm. accent none of that so no. wait she has he, an accent she has like a Bronx accent. Oh, I have. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, so there's, so, you know, I was afraid that this was going to be like maybe one or two good songs, but I will say that there are multiple, like she did some really cool collaborations. She did a collaboration with SZA. She did a collaboration with Kehlani. She did a collaboration with Chance the Rapper. She obviously did a, co- uh, a collaboration with Migos, uh, 21 Savage. Um, and then she also did things on her own and it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and when her album dropped, she also was um, in Saturday Night Live and she was a performer for it where she revealed that she was pregnant and she um, she sang the song Be Careful, which is about cheating. And she like there are parts of it where she sings and she sang and she did well. I mean, she wasn't like a Whitney Houston singing, but mm-hmm. she carried the tune well. I just want to say big congrats mm. to her. Congrats! I wish for a healthy pregnancy, a stressless pregnancy with no drama, oh. unlike some pregnancies. Um, but also just like, she already went gold. And I love that just recently she posted, she's like, I don't want to be conceited or anything, but I'm a millionaire. <laughs> I was just like, yes, Cardi, I'm so excited for her because her album already went gold. So um, it was a good weekend for music. I, I, for me, I enjoyed all the music I was listening That's to. good. Personally, including Drake. She's a lovely person. Yeah. What What is this about the pregnancy and the cheating that you I feel like you're you're trying to say something? You know what I'm trying to say. You sent me a text message. Uh, no, it was an Instagram post. Yeah, I slid into your DMs <clears throat> consistently. Yeah, 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 you do. You slid <laughs> in there and you, you sent me this video, mm-hmm. this heinous, uh-huh. moribund, <laughs> freaking seven foot chump. He's six, he's six nine, isn't he? He's uh, six ten, maybe. Let's, I'll, I'll find you it. check it out. Yeah, I'm going to find but it out. But he, uh, Tristan Thompson. Men ain't shit. Men ain't shit. Tristan Thompson. Hey, listen. If Six you're, nine. I was right. Oh, good. For good the on first you. time. Good on you. In my life. Hey, I'm I'm I proud. Right. I am proud of you. Check you out. <laughs> hey, listen. If you have usually stop listening to the cast at this point when we're about to go into the <laughs> dribbling <was>, section. <laughs> this is a crossover. This is a crossover section. This is a crossover yeah. episode. So we're gonna just let's just catch some. Which people is something up. that Chris, Tristan Thompson can't do. Oh, shit. Oh, God. It hurts so bad. I would say. I'm so good at this. this Give is, me more. Give me more is, ammo. Wow. Uh, so, Tristan Thompson is the forward of one of the forwards play center for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's a big man. And he's supposed to be a power forward. He's supposed to be, yeah. but he, he switches up. The reason this matters is not because you need to know anything about basketball, but he is the boyfriend yeah. of Khloe Kardashian. Boyfriend, partner person smash to, buddy yeah to chloe kardashian he and chloe have been together for over a year a little over a year yeah they they got together in 2017 i thought right 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 or 20 or yeah and uh this dude got uh they, they're pregnant mm-hmm. and chloe showed this in several different mm-hmm. you know video she's been on tv it's, it's on tv and the show yeah yeah she's open about it and she has said you know like tristan's a good guy and all this stuff well the thing you sent me was 
uh, him showing that he ain't shit. He was he was um, doing a tonsillectomy with uh, a couple ladies in no a club? with one. So this was in back in October of 2017, mm-hmm. which would mean that Chloe was three months pregnant. Okay, and he's at a a club bar situation in DC, mm-hmm. probably after some basketball game yeah. it with the Wizards, mm-hmm. um, or he was just in DC. Who knows? Um, and one girl literally takes her hand to his face and like makes out with him, which I'm like, he didn't look like he was resisting. No, absolutely not. He there's there's no he wanted it, and another the other girl that was sitting next to him. Yeah took his face and put it in her boobs and just motorboated. Oh, so you were objecting to the part where I said he made out with two girls. No, he it made was out with one, one girl, girl. Yes. And then he motorboated the other one. Right. He made out with her breasts. Yes. He okay. went he went <laughs> I think my boat motorboat was better than yours. No, I like mine. I liked mine better. I'm the one with boobs, I decide. Oh fine. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, you have what boobs your... too, but it's, they're right. they're much significantly they, smaller than well, mine. What are your feelings on this? Well, that was one thing, and then recently, um, I would say last weekend, he was seen at a club in New York City. Yeah, forgot which club, some rooftop somewhere with some Instagram model, and since then, that Instagram model has deleted her Instagram because I think she's been getting threats from people um Mm. and he is seen walking into a to soho house or some like somewhere in soho Mm -hmm. a hotel with her and it's very no okay this was after a knicks game ah very good very good yeah very good my understanding business and pleasure um it was like a weekend thing like i think the next game was on friday and like Mm -hmm. or monday Mm -hmm. the next game was on monday because that was their last game right yes or was it? Yeah, Monday. Uh-huh. What, Monday was their last. I don't know. Whatever Who their cares? last game was, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the Knicks. Um, and so they, he was here this weekend in New York, and so obviously, TMZ posts this video of what happened in October on TMZ, and people are like, "That is very clearly him," and it's clearly October when, <clears throat> when when Chloe was three months pregnant. Mm-hmm. And um, and now this happened again, and she's in Cleveland. She has since given birth to a girl, um, and everything seems to be healthy, according to what uh, the family has said to E News and other, you know, other other place, other people. Apparently, Tristan Thompson was there for the pregnancy, like for the for the birth, um, is what TMZ is reporting about six hours ago. Um, I don't know what that means because I E news has reported that they the family was like rushing to Cleveland because all of this happened this week and the baby was due this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can only imagine I, I just felt horrible for Chloe. Like uh, Chloe is my favorite Kardashian of the Kardashian oh, clan. She's everyone's favorite. Yeah. She's like, she's the realist. She calls people on their crap. Like, and yeah. I love her body positivity of yeah. like, it's, it's sometimes problematic. Cause I know she has probably has done, you know, surgeries to her body, but like she works out, she was working out throughout her pregnancy. She was very mm-hmm. like, she's very bo- body positive, which I'm grateful for. Um, but I think about like being pregnant nine months pregnant and finding out that your boyfriend baby daddy is cheating on you as early as as 
as as recently as last weekend. Uh... And people are saying, some people who are kind of heartless, in my opinion, are saying, well, like, you get him, you lose him how you get him, because they apparently were set up on a blind date when Tristan's other serious girlfriend who he broke up with was pregnant. So they think Tristan Thompson has a thing of once you're in your third trimester, he runs, apparently. (laughs) So... I don't know. It just makes me... It's called a pattern. It's called a pattern. Or it's called you have a lot of power and money and girls like that. Well, listen. I mean... Listen. Can we talk about the fact that he is a... Don't you dare bring it up. You're going to bring it up, aren't you? What do you think I'm going to say? You're going to bring up his biology. Uh, That he's a six foot nine, uh, well-paid athlete. Who has... A dream dick? What? No, cause I thought you were talking about like the what is it like the sixteen whatever thousand like oh, neurons yeah, or no, whatever. Oh yeah, no, I mean that too. Mm-hmm. I'll get to that too. But I just want to say that you you girls are thirsty and they will assume, tra- they want to trap. Assume that an athlete who goes on the road forty one games out of the year is cheating. Just assume that. You should just assume Rick Fox, Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Kobe Jordan. Bryant. I'm just going through the Lakers right now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> just... <laughs> then, then I haven't even gotten to the Bulls yet. Like, I'm not even at the Bulls yet. I'm not even there yet. <laughs> and so, I'm just like, Vanessa Williams, you married Rick Fox. You thought he was going to be loyal? Listen, he's a good-looking athlete, still in his prime with and a you libido. Married, and he married Vanessa Williams, who's also yeah. stupid beautiful. Absolutely. You know, none of these guys... All these Instagram models are not the thing they want. We, okay, I'm not going to speak about, we all know the stereotype, but the stereotype is true. Most athletes will cheat on their spouses when they are on the road. In basketball, in basketball. You think Steph Curry cheats on Aisha? He might be. The only one that does The only one, but I wouldn't even put it past him. So... What I am ma- saying, I'm not going to lie, that would make me really sad if he did. Sure, and I think that's why the NBA and Steph Curry do a good job of covering up anything that might look that way from the outward public. But you they know lose- what? If you, if you F with a Kardashian, Chris Jenner will come get you. Yeah, listen, this family... Lamar Odom, Chris Humphreys, <sighs> Tristan know, Thompson. Listen, this, this <laughs> whole thing is, is Michigas. And it, at the end of the day, men and women... Are biologically different. I'm not dismissing that cheating should happen, but we were talking about monogamy before mm-hmm. this. We're not monogamous as humans, yeah, because I, we can't even like the fact that we conceptualize the idea of cheating means we're not monogamous. Mm-hmm. Like animals who are actually monogamous, like penguins, don't even have the thought of cheating. It doesn't even cross their mind, right? Because it's not wired. But half of yeah, our, it's socially constructed. Yeah, we've constructed marriage monogamy. We've socially constructed a lot of things. Oh, yeah. We've, we've socially constructed a lot of terrible things, too. And like so, racism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so you put all that together, and society says, oh, it's good to be with just one person, and yeah. that's what it should be. So then when someone like a Tristan Thompson is told that lie, mm-hmm. and a gracious, it's a well-meaning lie. Sure. It's supposed to like further society in a better direction. Tristan believes that. We end up trying to convince ourselves as a... I think Tristan's like 27. Yeah, he's 27. 27 he's year old, six foot nine, millionaire, healthy who, athlete. Who doesn't deserve to be making how much he's making with the numbers he's putting no. up. Just saying. No, he doesn't. He's going to get traded. I concur. 
he uh, for him to say like, wow, I'm 27 and I'm just like horny all the time. But, you know, I, I got this best, the best life ever. Right. And he's not ugly. Like, no, he's no, a, he's a good looking man. He's a, a good looking dude. He's pretty smart, too. And he's thinking. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's pretty intelligent. So he's with um, Khloe Kardashian. He's going to lie to himself and say monogamy is good. And this is the person I want to be with. This is what I should do. Right. And then when he's actually confronted with another piece of ass in a club, in a setting where he's had a couple drinks and she's just flirting with him, mm-hmm. he's on the road. His wife is pregnant back girlfriend. home. His girlfriend is pregnant back home. He's going to make the simple choice in that instance because he. we are told as men to... We have two mixed messages. Have as much sex as possible and also settle down with one person right and all of that mixed together is very confusing so we we go with both lies Mm. and that's what ends up breaking people's hearts and getting people in trouble yeah and i think and for me what makes me sad like i hear i hear you i still believe in monogamy because i think they're like love takes sacrifice if you love someone you will make sacrifices like i'm not gonna sleep with that person who is like literally throwing their panties at me you know, and that may be hard, but it's called self-control. If I can have self-control not to drink a liter of soda, you can have self-control not to put your penis in a vagina. Oh, that isn't. Mm, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not the same thing. But I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't it, agree. It's not the same thing, but like there is a level. So the reason why I bring that, like this, like sacrifice piece thing, is like Chloe, like uplifted her whole life from Los Angeles and moved to Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, to be with this man. Like, mm-hmm. that takes a level of, like, caring for somebody to do that. And I'm not going to lie. She has a track record of being with not great people. Like, Lamar. That whole family. James Harden. Uh, French Montana. Yeah. And now, French Montana was somewhere in between Lamar and James. And, and, James, and she's publicly stated that James Harden cheated on her. How James Harden gets a woman, I don't understand. Because <laughs> but, all the things I just described. I know. <laughs> I look at him and I'm just like, if James Harden like flirted with me, I'd be like, sure, you can give me a drink. I'm nothing else is gonna happen oh, at all. Beard, too beard. much. No, I just don't find him attractive. Okay, that's you. That's just she, me though. But like, she, she did. But you just covered one of the Kardashians. There are other sisters. Like to a point, someone was like, "Is Kanye the only one that's been faithful to Kim?" Yo, <laughs> like, do we? Th- Hey. And is Kanye? I mean, I don't yeah, know. I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't think I so really either, don't but, think so. But so here's what I'm saying: you should just expect if you are dating an athlete that they're going to cheat on that you. they are going to cheat on you. Well, should I also expect that when Drake proposes to me that he's going to cheat on me? Drake's not an athlete. You think musicians don't cheat on their significant others? Yeah, they do. But I mean, like, I don't know them as well as I know <laughs> okay, the fair. NBA. It's, there's a stereotype there with athletes. I could say. The, the camaraderie of a locker room. Right. And the way guys go. Yeah, I was locker thinking about this. Talk? Locker room talk. <laughs> you remember when D'Angelo Russell blasted um, that Nick Young secret video? Of yeah, him yeah. Talking about cheating on um, uh, Iggy Azalea? Yeah, yeah. That's like, you thought Nick Young was going on the road just like... Not cheating playing on? Playing Parcheesi in the hotel room? <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> What do you think he was doing? Of course he was out there in the clubs partying. And, you know, it's funny when you think about... Like, hey, Jay-Z buddy. cheated on Beyonce. 
Yeah, it's like, what are you doing tonight, honey? Oh, you just finished the game? What are you doing? Oh, me and the boys are going to go out. We're just going to get some drinks at the club. You know what's going to happen at the club? There will be girls there who see a seven-foot-tall, good-looking black guy. If you're going to cheat, be smart. This you are not... you are six nine. You are not. But you know what? I was. I someone was someone was saying like you're six nine, like you are not. You are easily spottable. You yes. are a giant. Yeah. Then I was like, well, Kevin Hart is a is a small man, and he got caught cheating. So yeah, well, <laughs> sure. But at the end of the day, if you're famous and you're a yeah. celebrity and you're black, mm-hmm. people from all different walks, especially light skin, yeah. Good-looking women are gonna identify you as someone they can um, do favors for mm-hmm. and want to befriend you. And these guys, because a lot of times, and I'll speak as a light-skinned black person, I don't experience this. You're light-skinned. I'm mid-tone. No, I'm not even mid-tone. I'm no, light. You light-skinned. And black people who are of darker skin are typically in our society told you're not as beautiful as mm-hmm. the Brad Pitts and the George Clooney's of the world, right. the whiter complexions. So if you go in a club where, uh, let's just say college, right? Mm-hmm. You're in college as a, as a black athlete. People like you from right. your class group or whatever. Right. They're like, oh, you're the best player, whatever. You're 19. You go to the NBA. The models who come out to these clubs are like, Top notch. I mean, they had a lot of plastic surgery to look so like that. So plastic. They're Barbie esque. They're right. completely made up. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna see this upper echelon type of body and flirtation because it's their business. Like mm-hmm. they make money off of players like you. As a black guy, I mean, who I respect didn't, the hustle. I guess you didn't normally get that kind of attention in mm-hmm. your life. It's hard for these guys to say no to that. Right. But they're told. So that's why they try and cover it up. And you can't cover it up because you're a six foot nine black guy. Right. So. And in the world where there's iPhones and, you know, cameras everywhere, you're going to get caught. The patriarchy says you're only young for so long and you're king of the castle. You're on a championship contending team with LeBron James. This is the most ass you're ever going to have available because of the TV time you get. People know who you are. He's getting he, TV time with keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. I mean, look, he, his stardom is at an all time high. Right. By the time he hits 35, that's the year. I mean, athletes die twice. When your mm-hmm. career's over, now you're 35, you're middle, you know, you got to deal with the rest of your life and you're not famous anymore. You're told to get that ass while you're still playing, but then you've linked up with a Kardashian. All I'm saying is, if Tristan had been more honest with himself and we had more, we as men had more self-discipline to be less careless with other people's hearts. Yeah. And to understand women better and our vulnerabilities and insecurities better, we would not succumb to. I'm not saying with Tristan when I'm. Ugh, uh, I don't want to tell Tristan what he should do with his heart. It's his his life. And the thing is, business. like, we don't know, right? Like, we don't know what we don't know what their relationship is like. Maybe they do have an open relationship. Maybe they do have an understanding that. What the hell? Sorry, something weird is going on outside. Um, that maybe that they do have an understanding of like, look, I know you're on the road. If you're gonna, if you want to tap that, fine. Do whatever you want to tap, like and... protect and like be discreet. Like yeah. don't embarrass me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I can only imagine being pregnant, about to give birth, even knowing that maybe that's an agreement that you had. Like I'm just saying, like all of, yeah. it's just, I just still feel bad for, 
for Chloe because I just wanted her oh, yeah. to have this W and she got an L and it makes me in a time where yeah. you're supposed to be so like happy about giving life yeah like you're dealing with all of these stressors but here's your daddy he's a cheating asshole if they didn't have an agreement yeah uh, yeah. yeah, and again, we don't know. Kim and Kanye may have an agreement for yeah. all we know. For all we know, all of them do. J- it- well, I thought J and B did until she beat his ass. Well, Solange beat his ass in the elevator. <laughs> That's the kind of sister you want, the one that would beat your man's I ass. I can't believe. She- I you know what the 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 thing that I- strikes me so much mm-hmm. is the idea that people in these relationships genuinely believe that these men didn't. Or wouldn't she? No, we're all capable of cheating. Yeah. This is not like a... Like, societally, in heterosexual relationships, and we're talking very hetero here, very hetero. Um, that men typically cheat. Patriarchy. Patriarchy, sowing your oats, whatever. Right. Um, so, like, that's always there, and women are not supposed to cheat. So when women cheat, it's, like, terrible. Like if, Oh, yeah, guys want to kill someone. Right. Like, when women cheat... She's a hoe. She did, you know, like it's all whatever. When guys cheat, yeah, it's bad, but you got you got that ass though, you know, like that's 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 right. the conversation, right. right? And so, but I am a firm believer that anyone can cheat. As someone yeah. who's been cheated on, mm. like I remember thinking, did I do something wrong? Was it my, like was it my fault? Like I, it becomes it's all a about how could you? Yeah, it's a how could you? I mean, it was also a very complicated situation because whatever it was a complicated situation but like to be cheated on to feel betrayed is like not Mm. a fun feeling um and i think that's what it is right to feel betrayed and like for me when i see someone that i care about hurt i'm ready to kill the person that hurt them like that's Mm. like that's like that my innate reaction yeah but that's just because that's how i'm wired i'm like if if, like if my if someone cheated on my sister if someone said my sister was ugly i'm ready to kill you What's wrong with you? Like, I don't even need guns. I, got, I don't I got, even need guns. I, like, I got my fists. I guns. I, like, I don't even need my legs. I will knock you out. I'm more of a stabber. <laughs> I, uh, I like stabbing people. <laughs> the, no, I hear we So get, I get that. I get, you know. There's also this thing that I was, I forget who I was talking about this with recently, but the idea of owning someone. Yeah. I think we all fall victim to that really easily where we think this person I'm with is with me. This person is mine. And so when they do something or stray, sometimes we subconsciously or consciously think, but I'm, but you are mine. Mm -hmm. You know, how could you betray me because I have dominion over you? Yeah. I've never felt that way. I've always felt like I chose you today. I'm going to choose you every day. I think Which a I lot think of people. Do, I think a lot of. I think sixty percent of America mm-hmm. or more thinks of it as you are mine. I think men feel that way in heterosexual relationships. Like that's yeah. my girl. Yeah. Well, I think more men than women. So I would say probably eighty to ninety percent of men think that way. Yeah. Now it's probably eighty-five percent. Mm-hmm. And women is probably around 65 to 70 percent i mean i i mean i i don't like it when someone i'm dating seriously and some girl's flirting with him i'm like what the fuck is like she flirting with him i trust him to not do anything 
unless he gives me a reason not to trust him. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sure. I that there's that two to tango thing. Yeah. Ah oh, man. It's so like I just feel bad, and feel it just bad makes me, and it just makes me not that like Tristan is like all men, like not all like we say we say like oh this is our men ain't shit segment, but like there are good men out there, there are good guys out there that won't cheat. That you know, everyone has their person. S, because I don't think. I don't think you're all you're allowed like one person to love man, at the end of the day. Man, it's it's kind of like if 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 a cheating video came out about LeBron James, I wouldn't be surprised. No, and if his wife was devastated, I also wouldn't be surprised by that. Right, but because that hurts. But wouldn't you also wonder if how she didn't know? I'm sure she knows. I'm sure they have an agreement, too. I would hope so. I mean... Because, like, I would hate to... It's kind of like when Bill Clinton got found out, and I don't remember how Hillary reacted, but if Hillary, Hillary reacted in a way of, like, shock, mm-hmm. I would have been like, really? Plays a saxophone, buddy. Yeah. You saw him <laughs> on Arsenio? We all... You didn't hear about this? Rumor's you didn't know he was around... our first black president? No, rumors <laughs> been going around since Arkansas. You yeah. didn't know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, and people say things about their their marriage mm-hmm. a lot about, like, it is a contract marriage of, like... Yeah, I would say like, that for Like, you know, time. for whatever reason. It's a power couple. It's a power couple. And that's what I thought Jay and B were. And so when Solange went off and B wrote Lemonade, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, oh, yeah. What I get that because you're Beyonce, right? Because you're Beyonce, you think. But then, why can't all women feel like they're the be- they're Beyonce? Amen, for their, sister. They're, they're men. Amen. And, I got and no th- problem with that. And that's like you're right. Like for me, like I remember watching Lemonade and being like, "Are they breaking up in front of all of us right now?" Like, because I was like, "Yeah." Because we all like, we all had a feeling, and then when Beyonce like mm-hmm. confirmed it, I was like, "He's dead to me." Black album what? Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm like, dead to me. Mm. Gone. Bye. You know? Mm. Um, and that's because I'm, like, I am a stan like that. So that's that's yeah, on me. You're in the beehive. Right. But, like, if a Beyonce, again, who, who in my opinion is just, like, beautiful, yeah. talented, intelligent, all these different things, like, can't hold a man, what the hell am I going to do? You if know? that's not love. And I call myself Bryonce. Yes, you do. And I, if yes, I mean, yes. I'm pretty damn close to Beyonce. Oh but, yeah. Mm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I'm not Beyonce. Oh <laughs> uh, no. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said that too confidently, sir. I'm sorry. Sorry, I wasn't about to be a diss. I, no. You're just like I was like I'm gonna validate you until you. Okay, you're back down. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're, you're still just, up there. You're, like, you're not going Beyonce. down. I mean, I am very close to. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. And like I'm literally. Almost identical twins. Yeah, def- um, de- and me and me, oh, I was gonna make an Usher reference, but he's not on top right now. I'm too Usher. out of pop culture. And to I was gonna make say anything. Usher's not gonna be a good person to. Yeah, we're gonna. That's not a good one. He and Chili didn't work because of this. Well, yeah, because he cheated. Yeah, it's so, and also you put this little 14 year old in the limelight, like you know. When, oh, was it a 14 year old? No, like what? when Usher started, he was like 14. Oh, oh I so see, like I he's see. been like everyone's been calling, like, saying how cute he is. I thought you. I thought you were talking about some R. Kelly stuff. Oh no. Uh, um no, but like, you know, why can't 
every everyone woman. every woman feel like they are the Beyonce, the Rihanna, the 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 cream of the crop, the 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 pro- not I don't want to say the prize to be won because I don't eh, need to be won everyone like should that, feel like, like enough at least if right. not uh, valued. Yeah, right? everyone should feel valued and, and, and when you're worthy. being cheated on, you feel mm-hmm. the opposite of those things. So again, this there's so much pain circulating around these these relationships of mistrust distrust cheating lying deception half truths and all this sort of stuff that we dance around like what is a healthy relationship while also balancing this idea of self-perception me and my boys like what are my boys gonna say what do you think we got to the club what are people gonna think Yeah. yeah all this sort of stuff we have to live up to all these different um roles assigned to us as men women in a heterosexual way Um, and it doesn't help when you like it's one thing like if i am dating somebody Mm -hmm. i'm not in the limelight like some people may know me from the podcast or like follow me on the gram or whatever Mm -hmm. but like what people say it's like okay cool whatever and like yeah maybe my family or whatever but like a chloe and tristan they are like yeah like i we -hmm. are talking about it right now but what it goes to is monogamy doesn't exist and we, there are two it's people. It's a choice. You those, have to choose yeah, it every day. Two people can make that choice, right? Because they're both. They have both turned their keys to say, "I accept that this is you are wired." If they did cross uh, cross sections of our brains and scans, there are a certain part of the population that buy into monogamy as a fact. Mm-hmm. And if they're paired with someone similar, it that's going to work. Yeah. But most of us are not wired that way because we as a species are not wired that way. Yeah. Um, so it's just you're going to have these issues, which is why we need, in my personal humble opinion, we need to start doing a cultural. Um, this is happening more and more across mm-hmm. the United States and across the world. Singles are rising. Yeah. And there are more people I mean, choosing we're to be right single. Here. Yeah. AMB. People are choosing Actually, to be single A&B. more often. Get it? Yeah, they, hey, nice. That was good. Nice. <laughs> I do we, what I can. <laughs> we are we are entering into an era where more people are choosing to be single. Right. And, and if, not be and unapologetically <clears throat> so. Yeah, and, and not and not like a, a pity party of like, I wish I was dating somebody. Yeah. And like if it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, cool. I'm still <laughs> enough. I'm yeah. still secure and I'm still valuable. And there, there are times where you get lonely where, you know, you might sure. be on the couch one day and you think like, oh, I want to watch a movie with someone who I feel affection for. I have, the, as someone who feels that from time to time, mm-hmm. I quickly think to myself, okay, so if you were to start actively looking for someone in this vein, right. um, companionship and all that, what else would need to come with it? And I have my list of 10 things that I go Very for. Very proud of you that it's 10 and not... Not, not 17. As long, not 17. <laughs> yeah, I'm down to 10 check boxes. And if they check all 10, I'm thinking, okay, great. Then would I be completely satisfied? I've known people who check seven or eight, and it's really good. And I think, I are you, it. am I in a place where I would be secure in being monogamous with this person? And the answer is no. So I don't even pursue it. And, and also, <clears throat> they may check all of your 10 boxes, but you may not check all of theirs. Exactly. No, totally. Because you know what, Alex? You ain't shit. Well, I'll take that because it's your birthday week. Next week, I'll have a retort. But No, you're pretty this, great. This is, but that's the point of, if I can say no to myself and say, you know what? You sitting here with this bowl of popcorn watching... Uh, 
a Netflix documentary. That Netflix your, documentary. Whatever. That your and my, friend Brian and, pays for. Yep. And my, <laughs> and my bunny slippers and, and my onesie. Do you really have bunny slippers and a onesie? I could if I wanted to. You, it sounds we, like a good idea. That sounds like a fantastic idea. If you ever do it, please, please take a picture of it and send it to me so I can post it on our gram. <laughs> if, if I did that, let's say I get someone who likes to cuddle, snuggle, we can have sex after that, and then we go to bed, uh-huh. right? Here's here's where I am mentally. I'm just gonna give you a window into into your into my brain. I feel like I know I where now. this is going because I know you pretty well. But okay. continue. I'm gonna have sex uh-huh. and then we're gonna finish. Let's say one or two o'clock in the morning. Sure. I'm now I'm now three hours past my bedtime. <laughs> you know I knew you were gonna say that. And then the next morning I have to overcompensate for that because I lost three hours so I sleep in two hours mm-hmm. so I'm two hours past the time I should have woken up to start doing the work I need to do right and then it throws my whole day off but I have to stay in and snuggle with the person next to me because they don't like it when I get up and just go to snuggle and just go to work I need to stay there and like caress the- and pet for like 10 to 30 minutes I feel like this is like life experiences that you've had mm, maybe and then uh, you got to go and get ready and you got to think about what are they going to have for breakfast because you got to make breakfast and like both of you need to eat. Right. Um, what are you going to do today? I don't know. What are you going to do today? <laughs> and then you know, there's these pleasantries. So I'm having to think about another person and it all comes back to, okay, Alex, does it seem like you on the couch and your bunny slippers and your onesie and this popcorn? Um, yeah, there's a tinge of loneliness here. Would you rather be content in this and mm-hmm. know that you're enough? Mm-hmm. Or pursue someone who's going to validate that for you at the cost of five hours to your night plus breakfast in the morning and all this mental effort. And multiply effort. that by 365. And multiply that by 365. How are you feeling? Um, I'm going to hold on to my money and my time and I'm just going to sit here and watch this damn movie. <laughs> you know what but, I did? Hmm. I bought a dog. <laughs> I yeah, adopted a dog. <laughs> and then you, but he's less maintenance. You know, in a way, he's, yes, but yeah. he's, you can command him to take him wherever you want to go and do all this stuff. You still right. got to buy stuff for him and sure. nurture him and all that. But at the end of but the no, day, he's the best. He doesn't talk back. Um, I mean, he gives me attitude. He doesn't cheat on you. He sure don't. Yeah. Actually, he does. Oh, you know what? <laughs> he absolutely does cheat on me. <laughs> he, you walk into this I'm room here. and he, my dog, pretends I don't exist. Oh, my it's God. It's like really it really is disrespectful All right, everything i said was true except for the last thing i take that back but he's he's a good he's a good companion to have he's really sweet and mm-hmm. he's very considerate and he, he looks after you in moments where you need support yeah totally and we've so seen true. that he so for me what i tell myself is alex are you really in a relationship mood right now are you in a work mode it mm-hmm. seems like your career is more important to you than a relationship you're in a, you're in a place that is a little bit too selfish to be in a relationship mm-hmm, with. Mm-hmm, mm. That's all it is. Bingo. That's really head. all it is. And I know it won't last forever, but at least right now. You're self-aware enough to know that bringing someone in could mm-hmm. be damaging to the person and you don't want to be responsible You'd for that. You messed that up. Exactly. That's the thing that people don't ask themselves. Before you get in a relationship, people mostly think, and I've been guilty of this, and I find this person attractive. It's good yeah, lay. Good, good, sure, good lay. I don't use those words. I usually think like, Oh, that would be. We a, make love wonderfully. That'd be a fun time with some humor, some laughing. It's like it's not like it's a, a good lay. It's not a vengeful lay. It's not like a porn lay. It's like a oh, we could have one of those like Shakespearean. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just like nineteen early two thousands movies kind of lays. 
You know, like a Titanic kind of lay? Oh, like, just like... Rose and Jack? Just like, hand, the, steamy, mm-hmm. yeah. steamy... I draw you naked, and then, you know, then the stuff happens. Oh, you could actually do that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like Has anyone ever asked you to draw them naked? Mm. Can you draw Wrigley oh, naked? Oh, I think someone alluded to it one time, but they, we didn't get as far as, like, mm. the word naked mm. or nude. Can you, can you draw Wrigley naked? Because you know how you guys have a relationship? Uh, yeah, he's naked all the time. It's pretty easy. Um, you don't know his real life. <laughs> you have pants for him? No, I, actually, he, he has cute little onesies. It's really cute. <laughs> all right, nice. Uh, uh, we think, okay, good good attraction. Maybe they're intellectually stimulated. Yeah. They're creative, whatever, blah, blah, blah. All these things going for him. I would love to be matched with that person. What we don't ask ourselves is, do I want to be responsible for this person? Yeah. Do I want to be responsible for their happiness? For you can't be responsible for anyone's like fulfillment and purpose sure. in life, but like that's never I, a good thing. Do if that's I, what you are? Do I want to be responsible enough to be a good steward of mm-hmm. this person's to emotions care. and intelligence, yeah. and all this stuff to nurture this person as a to human be, being, to be a rock for them when they have a bad day, and mm-hmm. or to celebrate them when they're having a good one when you're yeah. having a crappy one, yeah. like. And it's, it, it's a lot of give and take. It is a choice. That's what I think, you know, the, the, there's something that I was reading and my mom has said this too. Like I choose every day to love your father. I choose yeah, every day. I choose like, and there are days I don't want to hang out with him. Mm-hmm. Like there, and, and I, I doubt that because they are attached. To oh yeah. They're blood. pretty, they're pretty gross. Yeah. They, they like each other. They do like each other and it's, you know, it's sweet. It's mm-hmm. nice to have a healthy like mm-hmm. a, a realistic healthy relationship like yeah. they have bad days too that's a that's a good model to yeah. work from like it's i'm very grateful for that which is why i'm so single i blame my dad i i literally told him this at this On last wax. weekend there you go i did i'm like dad if you were a terrible father and a terrible husband oh, i would totally be married would have helped would have <laughs> helped. helped thanks but a you lot. just had to be pretty damn stellar what a jerk sucks man <laughs> you you're a terrible person um but like yeah it's a choice to get up in the morning mm-hmm. to like because that's what there's sacrifice there's a piece of yourself that you it's not like you don't take care of yourself but it's just like man i i'm gonna take care of this person who has like a fever and has and is sick has the flu mm-hmm. and i in my selfishness don't want to take care of them because mm, I don't mm. want to get sick but you know what I love them still and I'm going to take care of them I'm going to give them food I may wear a mask while I do a lot of these things but I'm going to be there for them I'm still going to sleep next to them I'm still going to love them no I'm asleep in, on, in the other room because you got <laughs> you got cooties right now <laughs> but but no as you were saying that I was thinking literally the same thing the things I ask myself mm-hmm. before I find a partner now mm-hmm. are way different than when I was like t- 10 years ago yeah so I ask when they're sick mm-hmm. and this person gets cancer or a serious ailment, God forbid, yeah. as a young person my age, mm-hmm. um, or even older than me or younger than me, whatever, yeah. um, is this the person that because of who they are in their essence, mm-hmm. you would still be by them in the hospital, not because she got fat or because she lost her hair or whatever, mm-hmm. would you still do it? Then I, I make a choice on someone. or. If this person farts in your presence, are you going to be cool with that? And if the answer is no, then it's like, that's not the person. First of all, farting should be like one of the first things that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Because everyone farts 10 to 18 times a day on average. That kind of seems like a lot. Like, I don't think I on average. I don't know if what I read was including gas, gas, like passing gas and belching or whatever. But Mm -hmm. that's, that's what it said. 
when I read this because I was feeling gaseous the other day. Mm. This little TMI maybe, but like <laughs> this this high fiber diet. I was like, ooh, you know, this, this, is a, this is a bit much. And so I was like, oh, I hope the person who's with me would would appreciate this. Um, Amen. Me not at my best, but I was like, if my person is like having symptoms or illness and just like cutting yeah. cheese all the time, right? How would I deal with that? Yeah. And yeah, that's a that's a question I think people should have is like. How long would I be in a miserable state with this person? And also, how does this person argue? Mm. If we can get to the point where there's an actual fight, yeah. do they fight to hurt? Or do we fight to solve a problem together? Yeah. These are, these are questions yeah. that I think, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, these are, just, these are just some thoughts. Yeah. Man. I think at the end of the day, men still ain't shit. Y'all yeah, need to do I blame the patriarchy. Blame the patriarchy, and I'm I okay also with. and I also blame the institution of marriage. So you blame society. I blame I blame the idea of monogamy and patriarchy. I blame the patriarchy. Period. And the white men that created it. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Do you want to talk about some ball? Because let's go into that. Why, let's just do that. All right, it is now time to talk about some ball. Do you want to start with the standings? Because officially, this is it. It's all done. It's locked in. It is the playoffs are about to start, and all of the regular season NBA games are done. So, what are our standings? We got the number one seed Toronto Raptors in the East playing the number eight seed Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. We got the Boston Celtics, number two, playing the number seven seed, Milwaukee Bucks. A lot of green there. Mm-hmm. Number three, Philadelphia 76ers, playing the Miami Heat mm-hmm. at six. And we got the four seed Cleveland Cavaliers playing the Indiana Pacers, a nice Midwest rivalry. Yep. Then we go to the Western Conference, number one seed, Houston Rockets, taking on the number eight seed, Minnesota Timberwolves. Thought they were going to be better. Timberbulls. Timberbulls. Thought they were going to do better than they did. You're but. welcome, Minnesota. Mm, yeah. From Chicago. From Chicago with love. <laughs> uh, number two, Golden State Warriors playing the number seven, San Antonio Spurs. The number three seed, my Portland Trailblazers playing the number six seed, New Orleans Pelicans. And the number four, Oklahoma City Thunder playing the Utah Jazz fifth. Yep. There, we got matchups. That's what it is. That's the matchups. I'm very excited to be watching many of those games. Unlike last year, this play I think this playoff will be fun. Yeah, this one actually will have some substance to it. Yeah. Last year was pretty terrible. We were I did not watch any Western Conference games. It was the first year Kevin Durant was on the Warriors, right? Yeah, and we were like, okay, that's stupid. Well Steph Please. is still out, I think, right? Steph Curry's still out? Yeah, he's still out for a little bit. But so. it's still gonna be they're gonna be fine to get yeah. they'll get to the Rockets, they'll be fine. Yeah. So um, I want to talk about the rookies. Yeah. Rookie of the There's year. There's a lot of conversation about the rookie of the year. What is rookie of the year? What is the definition of that award? I don't know. I just thought it was the best rookie. Right. Yeah. The best rookie. The yep. best rookie. So mm-hmm. for me, that's either two people. It's either Ben Simmons or Donovan Mitchell. I would say 99% of the people would agree with you on that. Yeah. And it's, Ben Simmons is from the 76ers, Philadelphia 76ers, yeah. who is uh, dating Tanache. Just wanted to put that out there. I didn't know who that was till I saw it on Instagram the yeah. other day. So. Um, they're super cute together. Um, and uh, <laughs> mm. da, what? I'm just thinking about the arguments I've heard for both candidates. 
Oh, and then Donovan, 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 Donovan Mitchell is from the Utah Jazz. Right. And there's a lot of conversation. There's a lot of um, thoughts on who should be Rookie of the Year. Um, some people feel like, you know, we shouldn't even be talking about... Um, what's his face? Oh, my God. Donovan Mitchell? No. Ben Simmons. Oh. Because technically it's his second year in the league. Um, but he... For those of you who don't know, was injured his first season right. and didn't play at all his first season. So this is his first actual season in the in the league playing. Mm. Which there is a rule about this in the NBA, so it's just a moot point at this point. Yeah, it's not a it's not yeah. a real argument. I'm sorry, it's still Ben Simmons for me. Oh, I still think it's Ben Simmons myself yeah. too. I understand the I understand the argument for Donovan Mitchell. Right. Um, because he has made a team of nothing right. into something. Right. Well, and he played some tough teams down the stretch of yeah. this series they've been playing over the last 30-plus games. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons and his team were on a franchise set, a record-setting 16-game win yeah. streak. That was cool. Yeah. But people were saying there were some ho-hum teams, except right. for the Cavs that they played. Right. But they beat the Cavs. Yeah, but they beat the Cavs, and they... They bumped they the Cavs from out. three to four. Yeah, and they showed out. They never lost. You, a lot of good teams lose to bad teams. Mm-hmm. These guys never lost to the bad teams. You can say what they want about the caliber of teams they played. But Ben Simmons is second in the league in uh, possessions with mm-hmm. the ball, like touches. Right. So he's facilitating. Yep. He's averaging. He's, he's averaging four less points than Donovan Mitchell, but he's averaging four and a half more assists and four and a half more rebounds. I'll He's doing that. a lot more. He's doing a lot more. Yeah. I, yeah. I still think Ben Simmons is the... That's, yeah. That's I, I'm, you, you will hear no argument from me on that. You can laugh about that. That's fine. And I think it's funny because uh, Donovan Mitchell wore a sweatshirt this week uh, where it says rookie and then the definition of rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, because his like he hasn't said it, but it seems like his argument is like I'm an actual rookie. This guy has been in the league for two years. Um, I still think that's a terrible argument. It is because <laughs> even the NBA has addressed it in the rules. Right. So like, eh, come on, Donovan. Blake Griffin was a rookie his second year because same thing happened. To him. Yeah, it yeah. happens. Yeah, it happens, dude. dude. It happens. Get over that. Um, I also loved the game against. So I didn't get to watch the game against the Cavs and the 76ers. Sixers. Mm-hmm. Um, but we posted on the gram. I loved how both uh, LeBron James and Ben Simmons said uh, Fresh Prince times and, yeah, King James. King. And I was just like, because everyone was wondering what Ben Simmons' like nickname was going to be. and Why are we calling him Fresh Prince? Because he's in Philadelphia. Yeah, and he is the prince to the king. Uh, As though the torch is being passed. No, I understand. I just don't think it's a fair comparison. I mean, people have been comparing him. I mean, he is no LeBron, but he is working his way. If he can, av- LeBron has averaged at least twenty points a game for his entire career. Ben Simmons averaged fifteen mm-hmm. this year. I mean, he has work to do. It's not. There's yeah. nothing. Yeah. But the way he plays is very LeBron esque. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So right. I think that's you're why right. people are yeah. fresh prints. Yeah. Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince and 
King James. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, and I thought it was really sweet how they loved each other, so I had to post it on the gram, obviously. It's going to be cool. Obviously. I like it. But yeah, so that's the standings. Um, now that we are, and, and Rookie of the Year conversation, mm-hmm. uh, now that we're at really, oh, well, do we want to talk about Joel? Well, yeah, his. I was going to say Ben's teammate, Joel, has still- <laughs> He's such an, a troll. He has an o- orbital bone fracture, and so he has He's to not going to play at the first game, yeah. is what I was- that I read last. But when he does come back, he has to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And his mask. His mask looks like. So when I first saw the mask, I'm like, is he wearing clay mask? Like a clay mask that it's like a gray. Uh, like an exfoliating mask. Yeah, like like people often wear like masks and they just like mm-hmm. put it on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and men wear masks, which are awesome. Yeah. That's great to do. Yeah. Um, and I looked at him like, is he wearing a? First, at first, I'm like, is he? doing blackface does he know he's black like i was yeah, just like it's problematic i'm like you know you're black right you don't need to reinforce, reinforce it. like that's not necessary uh but then i was like oh he had an injury um and then it looked like a clay mask to me at first and then he posted that uh the way that the mask looks it looks like the phantom of the opera mask so mm-hmm. he is now calling himself the phantom of the process because you know he is the process <laughs> Mm. Um, so I mean, it's he's, he's making just, a brand for himself. You know, he is just a troll through and through. I love him. So he's great. Is he? Well, no. It, sometimes I really don't it's like really him. It's really annoying. But I like that he uh, is doing this at the expense of himself. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's purely a, a like, people are like captioned this, and it was just him sitting mm-hmm. with the with the with clearly a, a protective gear for his face mm-hmm. um and and <laughs> protective he... gear for his face <laughs> i just thought about people trolling him now like no that's uh protective gear for us to not have to look at your <laughs> <Yeah>. ugly face <laughs> <laughs> the, the nba should have fun with that yeah but uh yeah i mean so he like went in and did his own caption phantom of the process so, i like it hey keep it keep it going mm-hmm. um so now that we're at the end of the season, coaches are getting fired or let go. Yeah. You know, we're going in a different direction. And usually it happens to the teams that are doing very well. And today, this morning You said are not doing very well. Yeah, aren't well aren't well. They're not good. Yeah, they're ill. They're, they're a little sick. They are terrible. <laughs> under the weather and under the standings. Yes. Um they are not in the playoffs usually. Mm-hmm. Um when they are when the coaches are let go. Um so this morning the Knicks announced that they're cutting head coach Jeff Hornacek. Mm-hmm. And the Orlando Magic has dismissed coach Frank Vogel after two years on the job. Frank's pretty good. Yeah. Jeff, I'm not sure, but they definitely need to get rid of Jane Stolen. So no comment there. <laughs> I just I'm sure James Dolan was like, you know what, Jeff, it's been great, but we're gonna have to let you go. And Jeff said, you know, I really think you should reconsider and let yourself go. Yeah. Maybe you should go fire. Actually, can yourself. you fire yourself? That would be a good idea. Um, but That's I mean, who, do you think anyone else is gonna get fired, coach wise, or who may be coaches in these these teams? Uh potential coaches um there's a lot of prospects being thrown around i i can't say for certain which one would actually work for any of these franchises i i would love for mark jackson to get another job mm-hmm. we'll see um jeff van gundy too i just love that whole that tandem right yeah. there i think they're both really smart basketball minds but uh no i mean whoever the coach oh did the coach in phoenix get fired recently i feel like they got i think fired that recently. happened too yeah so i think there are gonna be many openings yeah I think Doc Rivers, he's the president. 
of he basketball. Fired. But he, I know he's got so much power over there. But right. it's it's time that well, you know, he won't get fired because he intentionally blew that thing up. Yeah. And he's trying to get rid of DeAndre. So he's basically saying, we're going to start over. Yeah. So. Oh, we'll see. We'll see kind of what happens out of all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so something pretty big happened in Minnesota, and you talked about it in the standings. Do you know what happened to them? They became... No. I got nothing. They made it to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, I thought like it was... Yeah, they made like it to that, the That was like a huge deal. Because they haven't... Oh, they hadn't been in a very long time. Like 14, 14 or 15 years, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I forgot. Kevin Garnett was there. Yeah. It, oh, it's been a it's long been time. long? It's been a long time. Holy moly. I was a youngster. Right. And that's why I was saying, you're welcome from Chicago. Whoa. In my disgruntled fashion. I was. Because you have like... I was like 16. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, Minnesota, welcome back. And uh, Jimmy Butler looked really good in the last game, too. He is the best player on that team. Yep. I know Carl Anthony Towns is really good. Yeah, he is very good. But Jimmy is the the lifeblood of that team. Right. And I wonder wonder how D. Rose feels about that. I just feel so bad for him. I just want him to. I just want him to win. He knows what it is. I hope so. At this point, he's accepted it. You think so? Oh, his contract after this year's over is garbage. He's just hoping he gets anything. Ugh. He's just trying to stay healthy every day. He knows. Mm. Yeah, at this point, when Jimmy is the guy and Thibodeau is the coach, yeah. So he has this. Rose loves Thibodeau, mm-hmm. or at least I think they have a good relationship. Yeah, no, they totally do. And then so if Thibodeau is saying, "Hey, Jimmy's our guy," yeah, this time he's gonna listen. Yeah, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it is what it is. Welcome, uh, welcome back, Tim. Yeah. T- Timberwolves. Timberbulls. Timberbulls. Um, what is this about milestones? What it so the NBA put up uh, notable moments of the 2017-2018 um, season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought it might be a good idea as we end off our first season, full season together, mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to kind of uh, give props and kudos um, and, and, you know, just overall yeah. standing ovations to some of the milestones that have happened this year. Sure. Um, and, and obviously this is not an all-encompassing list. I'm sure I'm going to miss things, but um, I'm taking stuff from what the NBA has posted, ESPN, okay. and things like that. Okay. So first thing, uh, Curry hits his 2,000 career three-pointer. It's pretty big. That's good. That's a um, lot of numbers. That's a lot of threes. Two mm-hmm, thousandth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Two thousandth career three pointer. Did yeah. you say three thousandth? No, you said two thousand. Okay, I did say it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that happened in December. Okay. Yep, that's pretty good. Um, and he, I believe, he was the fewest. It took fewest games to reach two thousand career. He had the like the lowest number. I believe it. Five hundred and ninety seven. One right after him is Ray Allen at 824. That's a lot of difference. That's a big difference. Whoa. Yeah. And this after guy. that is Kyle Korver at 1,015. Reggie oh. Miller at 1,077. Uh, Jamal Crawford, 1,152. That tells you how good he is. Yeah. He is a he is a sniper. Whoa. So, you know, pretty good, 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 good. Pretty good things. Good, good, um, good, good. Lakers retired both Bryant jerseys. It's a pretty notable thing that happened mm-hmm. in basketball history, specifically Laker history. They should retire 81 also. Damn. 
do, you know, do you want to do you want to say what that reference is about? He scored eighty one points one time. Yeah. If you're still listening to the podcast at this point, <laughs> we probably <love> know that. <laughs> we love you for that. Um, Durant scored twenty thousandth career point, which is pretty big deal to be in the twenty the twenty thousand club. He's most likely to pass up LeBron of all the players today. At some point, yes, mm-hmm. yes. LeBron enters the thirty thousand club. Yep. The 30,000 point club. Yes, he's, he did. He's already at 31, so he's going to be Dude close. Dude is to, not playing. He's going to be moving on up. Um, so Anthony, um, Car- uh, Carmelo Anthony also is listed to have scored 25,000 or more points yeah. in the NBA. So that's another pretty big thing. He's in the top 25 all-time scoring now. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Chris Paul... Logs 2,000th career steal. That's a lot. That is a lot of steals. Um, Sorry, can I go back to LeBron just one second? Sure. I just looked it up because I knew he was close to Dirk. LeBron is only about 140 points behind Dirk Nowitzki for sixth all time. Oh, in he's, NBA gonna, scoring. he's going to and, like fly through that. And about... Four games? And about 400 points behind Wilt Chamberlain for fifth. So, like, after this after this finals, he'll pass that? Well, I mean, we're not including the playoffs. I mean, once next year starts. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah. we don't add playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if that were the case, this dude would be the all-time leading scorer in NBA history already. That's true. That's true. And that's pretty sick. Yeah. All right. Um... The Rockets set a single season wins mark, which mm-hmm. is really, really impressive. That's a lot. That is a to lot. S- to think of the people mm-hmm. who played for the Rockets, mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive. Yep. Very, very impressive. Lots See what of- happens when you're at Chris Paul? Yeah. And stir? Mm-hmm. Instant. 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 Um, something that's pretty huge is that Russell Westbrook averaged triple-double mm. in his career again. Mind you, he did it last year. Yeah, we he did it this year. Yeah. His numbers were a little bit lower, but he, which was to be expected. The only thing that was lower was his points. Yeah, that was it. Because he had Carmelo and Chris right. and Paul. But still, I think it was like twenty-five. Yeah, so it's still, still very really, good. Still not not shabby. Zero, zero conversation about MVP this year. Still, no one was impressed. Yeah, because everyone like, was impressed. Everyone's like, okay, that's cool. I think it's funny because. He was kind of going ham last year, though. But and, it, yeah. and the MVP made sense because it was like it was him, and it was a, a vengeful yes push yeah. against KD leaving. Absolutely. This year it was more of okay, will you put numbers aside to accommodate a Carmelo and a Paul George? And he only put aside five points a game, mm-hmm. but he still got his triple double. And people wondered, is he gonna miss the triple double mark because he has nine point nine? Rebounds, right? Ten assists, mm-hmm. twenty-five points. He's point one away from the yeah. rebounds. He needs sixteen rebounds in order to get that, and he's got one game left. So he went out and got sixteen rebounds. Yeah. To, I mean, everyone has everyone noticed. knows that this man is not stupid. He knows what his numbers he are. He knows what they are, he, and he'll, he'll come to the press conferences and say, "Oh, I just play hard," or "I'm not thinking about that." I'm like bullshit. You yes, definitely you are absolutely thinking about those things. Trying to do this, and he's. Stat padding. Yeah. I said it. You did it. I'm not saying that he's not one of my favorite players to watch, and I do enjoy Russell Westbrook, but you definitely are padding your stats. 
No shame in that because 10 years from now, generations will not remember you padding your stats. Nope. All they will know is you're the guy who averaged two triple doubles back to back years. And he may do it next year too. You never know. You never know what this is. You never know. You never know what happens in the offseason. He's amazing. If whatever this past offseason told us, it's anyone's, it's literally anyone's game. It's anyone's game. It's pretty wild. It's incredible. And I would say the last big milestone mm-hmm. happened recently. And it was uh, that LeBron James, mm-hmm. uh, we call it the LeBron cast, right? This portion. LeBron cast, yeah. LeBron cast. Mm-hmm. Um, played all 82 games this season. Which... At- at his 15th season yeah. in the league. 82 is all of the games. Mm-hmm. Not some of the games. All of the games. Every game. Every game. All of the games. First time in his career. Yeah. And it is his, in his 15th season. <clears throat> My God. I'm, My God. I'm just going to say what no one else wants to say, but this is just how I feel. Okay. Are you going to say something controversial? No. I don't think it's controversial. So, okay. Let's but say I, it. I know I'm biased. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge that. But MVP. For me, if I had a vote. I agree with you. I I don't think most of the writers are going to write no. him in. James I think Harden everyone knows it. that it's going to be James Harden because... Let's be real. We've snubbed it from him three times. <laughs> That's the only reason he's getting it is because Russell had a great year. Steph. Is Steph. Just, he had, uh, Steph is Steph and he did Steph things for two years. I'll, I'll be honest. Steph didn't deserve one of those MVPs. Really? He Yeah, James Harden got that. And the players voted James Harden. Uh, the MVP oh, that year too. Yeah, that's true. I Steph, remember that. Steph did not deserve that. Yeah. He got a little light skin bump that we benefit from sometimes. You know what? Being light skinned black is is better than not. Yeah, and <laughs> that's the stats. If, any, if that's anything, what the little Dicky and Chris Brown has taught us. Shit. <laughs> and and so when James last year said that he deserved it over uh, Russell Westbrook, <laughs> no, just delusional. <laughs> no, um, that was cute. And yeah, you're you're you need to come off of Mars. And uh, but LeBron this year, I think LeBron deserves it. But yeah. we'll give it to James. I do agree with Rachel Nichols. Mm, what did Rachel Nichols say? She said there should be a. Most valuable, she said there should be a best player award mm-hmm. and a best season award. And you should get the best player if you are skilled beyond all other players. And you should so get that's best the MVP. Se- well, that's the debate is like, what does MVP mean? Right. Most valuable to your team where you're the best player. Right. Because LeBron mm-hmm. is the best player. Yeah. Well, no, but LeBron's the most valuable to his team. He's also the best player. Of all time. He would win all of it. Oh, I hate myself for saying that. What they would say is they would give James Harden best season and they give LeBron best player. You don't think LeBron's season was good? Give him one or the other, but he deserves some hardware. Yeah. You know? And last year when it was Russell and and James Harden, just give one or the other. Right. Depending on how you split those hairs. Yeah, I think we should have two different awards because the MLB has... The National League MVP and the American League MVP. Mm-hmm. You know? why, why not? Do like an Eastern Conference and a Western Conference? Nah, not conference style. Just like in general, best season and best player. I just want to know. LeBron will be best player every year. But some guys have some really good seasons and they deserve some kind of recognition for that. Anyway, right. That's my thought. I like your milestones. 
I mean, those are, I think I, I think I did, I think I did them well. Thank you, internet, for helping me come up with them. I'm trying to think if there's any other milestones. I mean, I can't think of any. I mean, there's a lot of, like, fun things that happen in the off-season, like people signing contracts and certain people's birthdays and stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, those are some good troll milestones. Yeah, there's a lot of trolling that was done well. Uh, Yeah, did you see ESPN put that out? No. The top tweet trolls of the year? Is is Joel up there? Oh, yeah, Joel's (laughs) in there. There's several trolls by Joel listed in there. There's uh, LeBron, you know, saying uh, he came into New York and he said something about, like, Oh, New York. He put on a show at Madison Square Garden of course, and did his thing. He was like, thanks, New York. Hashtag king of New York and yeah, all yeah, this yeah. stuff. And then after that, the Knicks came to play Cleveland and LeBron got, I don't remember if he got tossed or mm-hmm. he got te- teed up or something. Yeah. But then... He, he hasn't gotten e- tossed. Enos any... Cantor went ahead and circled the ref in that oh, shot God. as like king of Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Enos Cantor is a troll as well. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, someone who did something good uh, just in their last game with Philadelphia. We're talking all about Philadelphia yeah. milestones. The youngest player to get a triple-double in NBA history. <gasps> Who? The only teenager to ever score a triple-double in NBA history is now Markel Fultz. Wow. Well, congrats to him. Yeah. That's super dope. A little, a little scrappy. All right. Here. I'm not mad about that. He, he came in the league saying he wanted to be Rookie of the Year and MVP at wow. 19. Well, I can't give you that, but what I can give you is the honors of 13 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. That's, that's great. It, off that's the bench? Shabby. Off that's the not shabby? That's not shabby? He's like, look out, Ben bench, Simmons. Like, off the bench, doing a triple-double? Yeah. Yes, please. I'm coming for your I, spot, Ben I Simmons. I will uh, like that in the playoffs. Thank you very much. Yeah, no. This this Philadelphia team, Joel Simmons, if Markel can put up some round numbers like that, mm-hmm. and they got the Reddicks who can shoot, you right. got the Covingtons who are a good support, small forward, uh, they, they, Philadelphia, people better watch out. Yep. Dang what no. a what, what a what a season this has been. It's been good. And the playoffs are fast approaching. Yep. It's gonna be pretty damn dope. Let's gear up next All week. Right. We'll we'll get in it. We'll get into it uh, because we'll have a couple of games in. It'll be a good time for the first round. Nice. Do you want to talk about some dope people? Let's do it. Let's do that. All right, all right, all right. Time to talk about some dope people. I think it's my turn first. Go for it. This week, so I'm gonna, I am going to not pick a woman this this week. I know it's about time. I know you feel that way. Cause not you, saying anything. Because you hate women. I, earlier on this episode, it sounds like I hate women. By the way, I was defending Tristan Thompson, so I can't say anything. Um, no. So this week. Um, I am delighted beyond measure to speak and to give all my dope praise to Andre Ingram. Do you know who Andre Ingram is? Who that? So Andre Ingram is American professional basketball player um, who is currently uh, a player for the Los Angeles Lakers. He just started with the Los Angeles Lakers, but, but before that, he was part of the G League, which is like essentially the minor league um, for the Los Angeles. What does the G stand for? Actually, I don't know what the G stands for. Gatorade. Oh, really? Yep. I did not know that. Then what's the D League? It was the D League, the and developmental then they changed, league. And then they changed it to the G League because of Gatorade. Because of capitalism. Huh. Fair. I mean, 
Makes sense, I guess. Um, so why is this notable? So Andre made his debut in the NBA, his first NBA game against the Houston Rockets with the Lakers, um, this week, this past week. Um, and so, and he is 32 years old, which is ancient, which you, when you think about, I know as we turn, (laughs) as I turned 31 in two days, okay, cool, whatever. (laughs) Um, but the what's cool about this is that or what's really intriguing about this is that not only is he 32 and debuted uh in the nba at the age of 32 his debut his first shot was a three-pointer he made i believe four out of five of his three-point shots mm. i think he was like six for eight uh in his like field percentage field goal percentage he scored 19 points damn 19 points debut 19 i was points. expecting five yeah, I was. I that would have like, been good at five, right? And he also, if I can, if I can remember, um, let me see if I can find. Um, he also had a block, a steal, I believe. I thought he had three. Blocks. He had three blocks, three block shots, and a steal, three rebounds. You know, damn, not, not shabby. Off the bench. Off the bench. No, not even off the bench. Off like the bench bench. Like right. it is like right. it's the off off bench. You know? from the locker room straight. <laughs> you know? Um and it was and what's impressive about this, so he's thirty two years old making this debut and a like a killer debut and people in the in the stadium was shouting MVP mm-hmm. to him because of like just how wonderful he did. Um the Lakers still lost, but I mean they're playing against the Rockets. Um but there were so many players around him that was just like complimenting him, mm-hmm. like from Chris Paul to James Harden to LeBron to just literally everyone in the league, everyone within his team, um, just really impressed, congratulating him. And what's impressive about him is that he's been playing basketball for ten years. In the G League. In the G League. Right. And internationally. He played internationally in Australia as well. And so about what's cool about him is that, you know, he went to American University, played four years of basketball there, finished his college career there, got his degree, and then kind of started working in the G League. He, uh, my understanding, if I'm not mistaken, as far as his career is concerned, um, he went to the Utah Flash, which is the G League version of the Utah Jazz's team. He went to the Los Angeles Defenders from 2012 to 2016. Uh, so again, he started in 2007 and has been doing this for a minute. Um, then uh, he went to the the Perth Wildcats. Um, I don't know. I think it's an overseas thing. It's in Perth, Australia. Oh, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. I didn't even put Perth. Oh, that because I, I said he was uh. in. Huh. And then he went back to the Defenders and which eventually became the South Bay Lakers, which is what he was a part of um, from 2017 to 2018. And then Magic Johnson was like, yo, Andre, let's come on up. We need we need a person on the team Um, because of some like things that they was going on. So he got signed. He has wife and I believe four kids um, or or two kids, maybe four or two kids. That's a big difference in the paycheck. Yeah, I mean the D the the D League or the G League doesn't pay very well. I think it's like twenty six thousand dollars is what he was initially making when he first started Whoa. in the G League, and he's made more along the way because mm-hmm. he himself has um, he is the fifth most points in in the in the 
G League history. Yeah. Um, he has won the D League three point contest in 2010 and 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a career uh, three-point field goals uh, with 713 in the G League. So mm. he know, he's mm. he knows how to shoot, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he knows what he's doing. Um, with all that saying, it just kind of shows everything as far as dedication to the game, love for the game, and working really hard. Perseverance. And, and doing it knowing that you may not get all the accolades and mm-hmm. the praise that you want. All of that was really impressive, right? Yeah. But I would say what's even more impressive is that in his free time, he's a math tutor. And he tutors students when he's not playing in the G League. Some high school students? What are we talking about here? Uh, my understanding... I'm, it's not important. It's not I important. Just, yeah. But he was saying that, um, you know, it's another passion area of his. Like, he loves... It's a true love for him and a joy for him to of mathematics. Like, it excites him, which is... Very cool, um, and he's been tutoring throughout his G League season, and he usually does it does it during his time off and off season, uh, as well. And and it's just to keep the part of his brain active. You know, he went through four years of college in America, and he has been he he's been abroad. He's kind of like lived life, and he's thirty two years old, and uh, has some you know slim figure. I mean, people call him the Gray Mamba because he has some uh, you know salt and pepper hair. Um, but yeah, and and students um, have like his students have like Googled his like three point um, contest in the G League accomplishment. So he's like, I can only imagine what they're gonna Google now that I've like mm-hmm. been in Lakers. Meaning that he's probably gonna still tutor them, like knowing him. Um, so I just want it's cool that he gives back. It's really awesome the way that his teammates and everyone in the league just praised him for his perseverance and dedication to the game in a really dope way. So. If he fell on the court, did. Oh my God! What are you gonna say? I'm so scared. I'm just imagining him out there with the glasses, with the tape around the <laughs> middle of it, and he's, he's out like there, a just like he's out. Just like, dunking, like, just. Guys, I went four for five from three. The only reason it wasn't five for five is because of the tangential arc of the radius that was off center from the square root. And he might be really, really good at three-point yeah, shots because of geometry. I, listen, geometry was the only math that I was good at, and I was Geometry was the only one that I wasn't good at. Oh, you were good at math? Yeah. I, I was a math ma- I was a math major for a majority of my Damn. college career. I was going to be a math teacher. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> Just kidding. I respected math so much because I couldn't do it. And I thought it was a beautiful working of numbers. And I just respected people who could pull that off. I was surprised that I was good at math for being as creative as I was. Mm, mm. I was very, like, I didn't understand how, like. You could people, sing and all that. Yeah, like, and that was all things that I did, like, not necessarily at school. I mean, I did eventually at school, like, sing and dance and things like that. But, um, but yeah, like. I enjoyed the creative stuff so much more than I did, like, solving an equation. But yeah, anyway. No one likes proofs. <laughs> no one. Oh, my God. I hated proofs. But, yeah, whatever. Um, which is probably why I didn't like geometry, because there was a lot of proofs in geometry. I actually like proofs now that I think about it. You like proving things, though. Yeah, I like proofs You like to explain things. Here are the facts. Here are the rationales. Yeah. I learned the word postulate from there. Yes, you did. And I use that still to this day. I said that was all right. Shout Pretty out good. to Mr. Schrader and, and Mr. Riddle, my math teachers in high Mr. school. Mr. Riddle, mm-hmm. like Tom Riddle, mm-hmm. he like dope. Voldemort. He's this, this, this <laughs> like real smooth black guy. Who so he's just... black Voldemort. Yeah, but much friendlier. So he didn't want to kill Harry Potter. 
You're, you're I'm, now you're I'm, a dork. I'm, I'm diving deep into <laughs> my nerdiness. Now you're going deep. Uh, but yeah, so shout out to the Andre. math teachers out there, like Andre. Yeah, absolutely. So all all props to Andre. Who's your dope person? My dope person is no stranger to the NBA. What? Who? We've been talking about Philadelphia, and we've been talking about the next coming of Ben Simmons, who's been touted by Allen Iverson as being the next great 76er and all this. And they've just got so much it promise. Looks, it looks really good for yeah for Ben. <clears throat> and I'm seeing Sorry, all this I'm eating snacks. <clears throat> delicious pistachios. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, all this the commentary that we get often comes from one of the big voices in the NBA. And sure. I thought, you know, we talked about Doris Burke and we've talked about other commentators. This week, I'm just going to say a little bit about the backstory of a guy who shares my namesake, at least for the first first name and the middle initial, which is to say Stephen A. Smith. So I don't think people know that anything about what you just said. I just dropped a bomb. You dropped a bomb. People are going to be confused. So is your name not Alex? My middle name is Alex. <gasps> What's Your middle name is technically Alexander, right? Like yeah. Alexander Hamilton? Yeah. yeah. So it's Stephen A. You could be Stephen A. Smith. You could be Stephen A. Well, Smith. Well, his is Stephen Anthony. Mm. So. Anyway, so Stephen A. Smith, tell me, tell us. Stephen t- Anthony Smith. <laughs> we know him I for mean, being the the boisterous uh, commentator. Very boisterous. He 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 says a lot, and he and he doesn't he, only talk about basketball. He talks about lots of different sports. He does baseball. He does um, football. football. He does MMA fighting. Mm-hmm. He does. They get him for everything because he's he's um, sensational. You yes. know, he's Absolutely. salacious. People go for the. People, he said it gets the people going. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's the guy they want. So he comes in there with his his uh, his big words and his uh, his argumentative style when yep. you put him on first take. The show he's, he's always on. like at ten. He's never at like a nine. Oh, when you see him at a one though, it's weird. You, it's weird because you <laughs> it's feel so like weird. you're you're anticipating something big coming. It's like a wave. You just feel like a tsunami is about to hit you hard. So he he just takes it down and he goes, "Listen, brother." <laughs> you know, and then it's like, oh God. I no. know what's happening. I got yeah. chills. So, Stephen A., TV personality, sports radio host, sports journalist, and actor. Yes, I've seen him in some movies mm-hmm. playing himself, usually. Always, <laughs> as if there's any question. Uh, Smith is a commentator on ESPN First Take uh, with Max Kellerman and Molly uh, uh, Kieran. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, He's done several other shows, and I'll talk about that. And I remember seeing him on Fox Sports before I saw him on ESPN, but he's he shifted around more than I realized. So early years, he was born in the Bronx, Bronx, New York, October 14th, 1967. He's 50 years old. Really nice round number. Uh, raised in Queens. He went to school at FIT for a year. Oh, wow. Fashion Institute of Technology and said, you know, this ain't for me. So... He went to uh, Winston-Salem State University, historically black university in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, where he played on the basketball team. And while he was playing on the basketball team for Hall of Fame coach Clarence Gaines, Mm -hmm. he got known for being on the school newspaper as a journalist because he wrote an article about how Clarence Gaines should retire from coaching. Oh, wow. Because of health issues. Mm. And people said, oh, my God, how could he do this? And he talks about it a little bit. And he says, 
the coach reacted in a way of acceptance. He said, no, you're right. No, I, mm. And he said, no, I'm not going to kick him off the team and he should stay on the team. Mm-hmm. And so the coach acknowledged the way that he wrote about the, his take on things, which is, very, you know, mm-hmm. Stephen A being who he is, I can only imagine how he was in college yeah. as a youth. So it, it says something. As they, the youths. The youths. So yeah, he played college ball and he did okay. He was a member of Omega Psi Phi fraternity. Ooh. Okay. Probably. Yeah. I Wait a second. Huh? Nothing. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, I did not know he was a part of the Divine Nine. <laughs> so check that Are out. Are you surprised? No, I mean <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not surprised. I just didn't know. It makes sense. He he's no alpha. No. Yeah, and I could no, he's no Kappa either. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So Smith began to print uh, his media career there at Winston-Salem before he went on to, and the Greensboro News and uh, the New York Daily News. So he started doing some of that stuff. Um, he got a job with the Philadelphia Inquirer, doing a lot of coverage there. Mm-hmm. And that's where his roots are, really covering 76ers and NBA basketball from the Inquirer. Mm-hmm. He got... Uh, removed from the Enquirer after a while, and he started his own uh, blogosphere. But he also countered—I don't know if "sued" the right is the right word—but mm. in Stephen A. style, he took them to arbitration and said, "Not uh, surprised. Now nah, you can't, uh, you can't get rid of me." And so <laughs> the judge said, "Yeah, you have to reinstate him on the Enquirer." <laughs> but they asked him to remove his political leanings on his different platforms that he was using through the Inquirer and through his website and all that. So it was like a conflict of interest with the paper. So he was reinstated, but they said, Stephen A., you gotta, you gotta cool it, man. Right. So he took it down a little bit. Then on radio, April 11, 2005, he began the show on WEPN New York City uh, alongside Brandon Tierney. Um, And then 2007, he took a slot with ESPN Radio, replacing the Dan Patrick Show. And then the show came to an end in April 2008. Um, and then he decided to go into television. And so uh, beginning May 1st with Scott Van Pelt hosting the 3 to 4 p.m. hour. Uh, oh, sorry. Scott Van Pelt took over his hour there. So then he began on Spot Fox Sports Radio in 2009. That's how I first came into yep. him. That's when I first discovered Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, it was in college when I really discovered mm-hmm. him. And he said he was the first one who broke the news that Allen Iverson was retiring. Mm-hmm. That must have been hard for him in his, like, especially for his, not hard for him, like, that happens, right? Players retire, but, like, his time in Philly. Yeah. yeah. Then Iverson later ended his short retirement and re- rejoined the Philadelphia 76ers on December 2nd of yeah. that year. So he's like, eh, just kidding, he's like, I'm coming JK. back. Yeah, like, Jordan, y'all, but he didn't get the reception that Jordan got. Nope. Um, Smith became a Fox News radio morning show host on January 4th, 2010. And yeah, he did some other radio stuff. And he was the one who actually, if you remember this, during the decision year yeah, of LeBron James mm-hmm. the first time, he predicted that LeBron, Dwayne, and Chris Bosh would all go to Miami. So I remember that. So basically, he's a fortune teller. He's, he's right. a psychic. Well, he's got the inside scoop because the players trust and uh, connect with him. Mm-hmm. So I think he talked to and understood what their priorities were. And he made that prediction with all the cards in his favor. So anyway, he he's a the whisper to NBA players, and he's been a columnist for ESPN and ESPN Radio and ESPN.com, and he has a radio show, 1050 ESPN, New York. He's broadcast in Los Angeles. He's everywhere. He's on XM Radio. 
television. The list just goes on and on and on until finally he gets to like first take mm-hmm. where he's on there. First was Skip Bayless. And we all enjoyed that very much. Then they moved Skip to the hour with Shannon Sharp. Yeah. And they replaced him with Max Kellerman. And so Max and Stephen A. now go back and forth against each other. Is where we see Stephen A. Smith beat up on and berate Max Kellerman. And I feel so bad for him. Sometimes I just want to give Max a hug. But I think he takes it in good sport. Stephen A. is uh, is hard on people. Yeah, but he gives... Yeah. And so, um, he yo... Check this out. On June 11, 2015, Smith received... He commented... Uh, oh, no. He made a comment uh, about a woman on the 2015 FIFA Women's World Cup that he got a lot of flack for. So sometimes he runs into a little bit of criticism. He, yeah, he's definitely um, kind of just... He's an instigator. Yeah, and he, he pours his heart on his sleeve, too. He, he feels very deeply about all the things. Right. He's a little provocateur. Yes. So after that, the only two things I have on his acting career are he was in I Think I Love My Wife, a 2007 Chris Rock movie, mm-hmm. and he was on General Hospital as a reporter in 2007, and he made a cameo appearance in 2016 and 17. Mm. So he has a little bit of acting chops as well. So overall, Stephen A. Smith has come from, you know, New York beginnings to... North Carolina education mm-hmm. to the the mean streets of Philadelphia journalism into what we know him to be today the um, incendiary provocateur that is Stephen A. Smith the journalist. I'm into it. Yeah. So now you know. If I is, if is I it? did if you didn't know now we know now, you now know. we all know. I can't wait till he writes a book. When he writes a book, it'll be. I might actually check that out. <laughs> it'll be pretty fun. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's him. What a fun cast, man. Great dope person. Yeah, you too. Good stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. As always, we're going to end off the cast with making sure that you're following us, liking us on all the things, slide into our DMs because we clearly check them out. So make sure you do that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Anything else you want to add before we call it a day? Those pistachios are delicious. Nice. Nice. All right, folks. Be dope and we'll catch you later. See ya. Thank you.